Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Good stats. This Week in League, desperate for origin success, New South Wales break the glass and deploy the young Darren Lockyer. No more bunk beds at Cronulla as stepbrothers Barbara and Fecky argue over who has more X-Factor. Has Corey Norman finally learned the value of passing the pill? And we preview all the action for round 12 of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 223 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Once again, welcome to all our new listeners. Thanks for stopping by. And don't forget, if you're a new listener and you're on Twitter or Facebook, give us a shout and we'll get to a nation to show you some love. Not Facebook, because I mean, you're new and I mean, you don't want all these fucking people up in your real name having real life. Yeah, know, no. Probably got a joint account with your wife. Don't tell you know, Twill Nation yeah. your real name. <laughs> Fuck. You don't want any of that shit. Um, yeah, don't, and, and, you know, it's like we... we as as on the other podcast, I mean, if you if, if we don't have your real name, we'll fucking make <laughs> we'll make up a name to uh to use for keep, you. Keep, um, keep your Twill Nation identity on the DL. Exactly, exactly. Um, now, uh, I guess first things, how you going, mate? Good, buddy. I don't, I don't say that a lot. My fucking incredibly this, like, fucking this self fucking scrolling like a crazy bitch. Incredibly fucking tired today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I went for a drive out to Toowoomba. So you got the two Red Bulls. Well, actually, one now. One's it, it, one's been drunk already. I uh, I've washed down three no-dos with a Red Bull. Oh, that fucking no-dos that yeah. you have. So this, um, is the, this is the commitment. This is the commitment to the cause. That Glenn, Glenn never Glenn never had a no-dos. Well, not one. Not a one. Well, see, I've I spent probably probably all up six and a bit hours in the car today. Yeah. Um, and I was doing doing a not, run to Toowoomba and to Toowoomba, uh, not to not the smallest part to go out and catch up with fucking Glenn that's right it was to catch up with Glenn and, and he was so rude not fucking being in the country and Glenn has left and he's in fucking Singapore yeah that's funny because that, <laughs> we, we were talking about this uh, besides the fact that he should have realised that if I ever needed him I'd be messaging the wrong phone number from his old job <laughs> which I'd like to, oh yeah that's the thing I've got like three three mobiles yeah. in there now so it's just like luckily the the right one. Usually, I'll go to the messages and like get the late, the one that he, the one that he's texted me from most recently. That's the one that I'll basically use. <laughs> but yeah, so you, yeah, you so you've had you've had a long day in the saddle. Yeah, I, I did. Late... I did ask some random people in Toowoomba um, whether they'd noticed any, you know, slight declines or any, in, like in any ups, any way, in, way, shape, or form. Upsurge in uh, in Polynesian thirst related activities. <laughs> yeah, he he said that a a group of towels from the, the local YMCA had gone missing <laughs> out of the uh, the linen basket but that's Toowoomba though I mean they don't like they don't like you know, coloured people there anyway do they no 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 oh 
<laughs> if anyone's from Toowoomba, it's a lovely old town. <laughs> it's a beautiful I, place. I said this to you. The, the, All the flowers you give. <laughs> in Toowoomba, there are a set of train tracks. And, and there's literally... <laughs> it is cliche as fuck. <laughs> there are the Starbelly Sneetches on one side. <laughs> Quite literally, <laughs> the wrong side of the tracks oh, exists. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, no, shout out to the T-Bar. All right, mailbag this week. Let's see what we got. Giannis Mateus. Can you kindly tell Jay to fuck off, suggesting that A can work with a proper coach? He might get ideas which leaves us with LaFi. Yes, well, um, he's the shining light in the Dragon's outfit at the moment. Yep. Translates. I keep seeing the phrase salary sombrero popping up in mainstream NRL media. You blokes should have trademarked it. Ah, oh, well. You know, mistakes were made. Yeah. Yeah, we do, we we uh we dropped the ball on that occasion, but um it's it's just it's it's just enough to know. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> we, we know, we know. Um Slippy underscore eel sent us uh, on more than one occasion a photo <laughs> selfie he took with uh former in his words, former para great Jeff Robson. <laughs> when they were um, obviously over at the over at the Warriors now, yeah, playing Reggie's, but he he's he's a an Eels fan in New Zealand and uh he yeah he he made sure he sent it a couple of times just to make extra sure that we saw you know the picture of him with Jeff Robson. Yeah, that that we saw it. it sensational. And uh, yes, I mean you will never forget two thousand and nine where Jeff Robson pretty much single handedly carried the Eels to the grand final. We didn't even sort of register because Jeff Robson played for Manly. Yeah, yeah. And he played for Cronulla. Yeah. Why didn't we make a big deal about the Could Jeff Robson yeah. Cup last Could week? Yeah, I guess I guess out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I mean he's over the ditch now. Or the Dutch. Because legit, we'd take any, any opportunity to name the Scott Minto Cup. Yeah. It, which should have been the Broncos versus the Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And from now on, forever shall it be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron, Aaron, um, listen to Aaron, he, uh, he sends one a lot of the times. Like, he'll, he'll send one, uh, like this week, for example. He hasn't sent one this week, but he always tends to pick, like, the shittiest common player t- two teams have yep. it's, and sends, a, sends yep. a, a Facebook message or whatever saying, you know, this week it's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to fucking think of a, of a, of a, of an example that he's used, but, um, it's usually like a Tigers game. So this week it could be, you know, it could, it could be Adam Blair, but I mean, there's, you know, yeah. could be a lot of, there's a lot of fucking, you know, there's, there's a lot yeah. of commonalities. I'm trying to think yeah. of, I'm just trying to think of the shittiest one though. But, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll uh, get the message to us and it'll be too late. So cheers. Hmm. Um, at Sam the Warden, uh, regarding Jared, of course, he had, uh, I get it, I do. People with no goals or dreams find it hard to understand those who do. Hash Hayne. And he went on, um, to, on earlier tweets, you know, listening to This Week in League on the way home, the boys nailed the Hayne story and the L's. If you like the NRL, listen to this podcast. And quite frankly, to get a recommendation thrown out there on, on the timeline by, by no less than an Academy Award winning human being, it's pretty fucking sensational. Great. It's just sensational. I mean, you know, he's he's got his trophy now, and he's just tr- he's trying to fucking disperse the trophies to everyone. Everyone to get the trophy. So yeah, fucking, that's a Hayne-esque full, attitude. Full cre- oh, exactly, exactly. Full credit to you, Sam. Uh, ah, Benso, I'd love it if you could bump the volume up before you export. Last few apps hard to hear in my car, even my volume cranked, even with my volume cranked. Well, for starters, wind the windows up, and um, get a new stereo. <laughs> Because the process hasn't changed for, ooh, 100 episodes, I would say. And uh, you're the only person... That, but the reason why I put that tweet in, not to, not to put you on blast, it's just if anyone else has this issue, let us know. what the, So we can try and 
figure out like perhaps what a common thread might be in terms of um yeah. why why it's happened to you in particular. It's, uh, so yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. You you know those things that you sort of say maybe once, you think maybe twice, but you actually say them a lot and yeah. they stick. Yeah. Like X Factor. No, my my nine year my nine year old now. Whenever we're driving and we see a car with um, the back windows down, yeah, and there's no one in the back seat, yeah, look, look, Dad, a wanker. Because <laughs> the only reason anyone ever does that is because they're seventeen and have shitty doof doof music blasting out of their car, <laughs> and they need the world to hear it. So, yeah, it's funny the people who need to have everyone hear their music, the taste or lack thereof, the most. Are the ones who had the least taste. There's like a, there's a direct proportion, like if, it matches yeah. up the ratio every yeah. time. Like the, the world at one stage, the world was that close to having Eminem stand, and <laughs> if it had just played on one more car with all of its windows down, it would have been this perfect, horrific harmonisation, and the world would have cracked. They should into have put it. it well, like in Japan, like when you got the when you got the street lights, you know, you've got like you know, say you've got a cross intersection, and you press the button, and when and when it, when it goes off for that that directions turned across the road there's like two different tunes like, yep. you know in the, in the towns where I lived there, it was always like one way was one tune and, yep. one, tune, and one way was the other tune yep. and so like you know they should have done that in Australia so just like you know, <laughs> press it because instead of going like just goes up hop swank of essence Josh Hannay's cunt cousin is it just me, or does Rabs just pronounce names however he wants and different every time? It's not just you. Rabs is fucking over it. Has been for years. Rabs is everyone's grandpa. He's not my grandpa. If he's my grandpa, I'd fucking slap the piss out of him. <laughs> so do your fucking job right. Stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop. Just, just because every fucking... Just because a player's got cornrows, it doesn't mean it's fucking Steve Mattai, right? Oh, you could be mistaken for that. What's a black... Oh, look, oh, he's a black dude. It must be Sam Thider. No. Can be Adam Blair as well. <laughs> you fucking old scene hole cunt. Mick the Perm. So much real talk about Hayne. People bagging a guy who goes over at 27 and has never played and made a roster when only the top 1% of the top 1% make it, competing against guys getting top-level training since they were 15. Fuck me dead. Fucking pricks. Yep. Um, nailed it, Permy. Uh, at Alan Paul Walker. Great call on Jared Hayne. The guy did real good. Only one way to stop code hoppers. Make league undroppable, i.e. much stronger events. I don't think even a strength of advanced mass. It's just different shit provides a challenge for people who, yeah, are, you know, who are not susceptible. That's the wrong word, but you know, people who you know have that drive where they just want to try everything. Yep. It wouldn't matter if league was the 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 pinnacle of the entire world and you made all the money because then he would have just made a shit ton of money and he wanted to try the yeah, other thing. That's it. So I don't but, think it's yeah. I don't even think it's because of like a lack of. Uh, you know, high level stuff for league. I think it's just you know he just wanted to try something different. He liked that sport. Thought, hmm, I wonder if I could do it. Said to be impossible to make it in there or very difficult. So like I wonder now, if I can. I I would rate Jared Hayne in the top two multi sport athletes in Australia. Who would your other one be? Shane Warne. Shane Warne. Who's the best cricket player or the the best bowler in the world? Yep. In his time. Yep. Fair and enough. also a World Series of Poker champion. Yeah, but he was he a champion? Like, champ- what, how many events did he win? I don't know, but he played. He got to final tables and stuff, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's just something that anyone. That, that's just like yeah, something that a rich cunt could do. Monday like, couldn't I mean? do that. Well, no, Monday could do. You have to count. Yeah, yeah. Well, Monday, you know, fucking, he's fantastic. Yeah, he was. Um, 
he was a great league he was a great league player who who achieved nothing because of, you know he's generally just you know ego and stuff like that and uh, obviously a very talented boxer who um, was excellent at crushing cans and um, <laughs> so he's kind of like that guy that was like clearly a very fucking talented dude but never actually pushed himself you know yeah. what I mean like he wanted to be the, the, a huge fish in a small pond rather than take the off, you know take that chance to um, as, as Shane Warne didn't put himself on the world yeah, series and, of poker and, uh, stage and Jared Hayne did go into, go into the NFL yeah and I'm sure there's other fantastic multi multi sports people in the world um, but not Australia I mean they, they definitely are Australians I'm just fucking yeah you know what I, I want to see like two completely unrelated sports well yeah you see things I mean well you, you know like for example Deion Sanders was very successful I mean obviously dear, near and dear to my heart because he played for the Falcons mm. but you know he was playing like NFL footballer and not only that a fucking amazing NFL player and then in the off season he played for the Atlanta Braves yeah actually so, it's very interesting uh, have you listened to the Freakonomics podcast not recently were no. they where they spoke about Bo Jackson no and Bo was another perfect example yeah um, and Michael Jordan less so because I think he didn't even really make it at like triple A baseball. But no, he, he was a, a, yeah. a reserve grade player. But uh, yeah, look look up the Freakonomics podcast where they talk about Bo. Uh, but uh, I'd like to see somebody go from something like badminton, yeah, to Greco Roman <laughs> wrestling, <laughs> UFC, like just just <laughs> just something so far removed. Yeah, because when you get like those guys that obviously like related stuff, like guys who are like amazing wrestlers that then translate yeah. into the UFC. Obviously, they're fucking completely linked skill sets. That's it. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> like a, a a marathon runner go into uh, rodeo bullfight. I was gonna say bullfighting. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you came out, that's funny. You came up with the similar sort of thing. But um, oh yeah, I want to see who. Not, there, there's there's some guy I've never seen the name come up in the papers but it's not someone that was ever on my radar but there's some Australian who was um did some multiple sports shit but it's like uh, you know older you know a while ago and there's and I remember the name started coming up when Jared Hayne you know well you think of current guys like you know people like like Carmichael Hunt yeah he was he was paid millions of dollars to to what's the opposite of Excel <laughs> like exist exist yeah, in the it, AFL <laughs> But um, oh, it, even Israel Folau was a marketing ploy. Yeah, yeah. You know they they wanted to expand. Well, yeah, into... he was especially. I mean, he was, and he's obviously he's obviously fantastic at um. He was uh, he's obviously fan, fantastic at uh, at, at the at rugby jumping. thing, and uh, which is very transferable skill set. You know, he's not playing a skill position in, yeah. in rugby or a skill oh, position even, in the league. You know, even I mean? when like, he went to AFL, that that yeah. was purely a thing of hang on, we want to expand into Western Sydney with AFL, mm-hmm. and it's a rugby league. Heartland, so let's get a rugby league player. Yep, and put him in there. No one really explained to them the state of origin rivalry. Yeah, in that Israel Israel Folau was never really going to be a draw card for for Sydney for yeah, the people yeah. of Western Sydney because he, he um, made he made his name in in uh, in Melbourne and in Brisbane. So and played for Queensland and uh, yeah, nice work AFL. Um, yeah, it, yeah, league to union. I don't think counts too much as no. a, a multi-sport no um but uh but something just completely separate put that out there listeners if you, pe- people who enjoy enjoy checking facts i.e. the people that aren't us I want I want the biggest like the biggest fucking stretch ever like some dude who was like you know 
like a bullfighter and then went to become a successful golf player. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, yeah, like, just some shit that's so, like, something that I don't want to see a single fucking minute transferable piece of skill in between the two. Yeah, exactly. Other than the fact that, you know, other than just general athleticism. That's, that's Fuck general athleticism. <laughs> as long as it's something you can win at. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like, I don't want to hear, like, poker player or darts, because, I mean, like, any pisshead can get good at either. No, man, that's okay. (laughs) You know, was there a a boxer who became a a Jenga champion, or... Well, I mean, you know, you you got the whole Klitschko thing where they... Well, the scissors, paper, rock champion. Yeah, but you know, the Klitschko thing where they've invented, like, that that sport, chess boxing. Oh, what's that? It's like this, it's a sport, obviously, with boxing and chess. So what happens is you'll have a round of chess, (laughs) like a a timed round, okay, and then... You've done your thing, move, table gets out, Yeah. round of boxing, <laughs> table comes out, <laughs> chess. And so you can win on the board, and or by knockout, and like presumably you're taking blunt force trauma to your head as it progresses, the longer it goes, probably the less the, the less adequate your chess moves oh, are. Wow. <laughs> but it's a legit thing, chess boxing, get around it. Nice. Um, great. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine like the random combination of shit you could think of? Like, I, I, I think many things could just be improved with boxing. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, look at look at the fucking wonders it did for fucking ice hockey. I mean, it made it amazing. Imagine Centrelink benefits plus boxing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's like isn't that, that's just like ro- rolling people like, walking out of their jobs, isn't it? Like, I mean, it's like same difference. <laughs> I mean, there's those runs on the board there. Uh, Rob sold out. Thank fuck someone is talking some logic about Jared Hayne. Hash, live life large. So hashtag there. I don't know if that's an official Jared Hayne hashtag or if that's just some, something inspirational shit that he's dug up himself. There's, there seems to be a lot of people talking about Jared Hayne, both in the Twill Nation, and I think some of the worst articles I've seen have been in the last week. Yeah. People in saying... regards to the ones like... Um, oh, yeah. They're let down by his dream. And that is... Wow. That's taking... I don't have my own goals to a new fucking level. Even if Jared Hayne got on the online and tweeted you directly and said, "Oh fuck your mother up the ass," guess what? You can choose to be. Even then, <laughs> choose to write an article about it. But even then, you don't have a valid fucking excuse to have a cry. Exactly. <laughs> like, let alone him not even knowing who you are. And you know, doing his thing and fucking yeah. around the world, saying that it was a, a marketing <laughs> ploy to to sell his interview to sixty minutes. Like, you know, the maths doesn't work. What he yeah. what he gave up from the NRL salary yeah. was not made up by what sixty minutes paid him. No, that was and legit like, real money with salary cap increases coming after his departure. Yeah, uh, so. yeah. And then he wanted to make fuck all in the. I mean, I don't know how much he made in terms of endorsements. How much they would have actually cashed and. You know his clothing line and all that sort of thing. I don't, you know, I don't imagine he's making a fucking a, a massive mint off that. No, but he's certainly base salary in the NRL in the NFL versus the NRL, and yeah. then the zero, pretty much zero, he's making the Olympics. Fucking relax. Um, Rob sold out. Went on to say, then, then you depress me with reminding me of more terrible Parramatta shit. Fuck this board. Indeed. Mm. Paramount Mark II, just listening to this weekend league, absolutely loved and totally agree with everything they said, read Jared Hayne. And I, I, up to this point of the tweets I'm reading out, could not be prouder of everyone. I mean, it was 
virtually unanimous, um, and even people who didn't tweet us just seeing on the timeline. It was fantastic to see that um, that you guys aren't cunts. And then my friend and yours, <laughs> Mister Underscore Wars, oh. aka Sam, sometime co-host of this show, couldn't disagree more with this week in the league regarding Hayne, you fucks. And this is on the back of him tweeting about a eight tweet diatribe about how fucked Hayne is and how he fucks. Um, yeah, obviously he had the butthurt Queenslander yeah. <laughs> aspect of it. Um, look, I don't know what you got to complain about. The referee said he stepped, he he'll touch the line That's it. that time. That's it. So what the fuck have you got to complain about as exactly. a Queenslander, Jared Hayne? Exactly. Uh, Blue underscore Beaver. Just want to say sorry for being a shit fan lately. It's not you, it's me. Also, I miss Skinny's records. I do too, sir. Back mm. in the day when I used to buy records. Mm. I used to take my shit on consignment as well. So it was good times. Nice. One of the two venues in Brisbane that sold our stuff. Um, but yeah, the other one being a Rocking Horse, of course. But yeah, uh, as for being a shit fan, um, apology not accepted, do better. Butsy Triple Eight. I miss our real dad. I used to finish Twill with Irrational Tiger Hope. Now I just feel like I got raped by the cock of decline. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? There's one thing I won't do is sugarcoat it and you'll thank me when you're older. Well, this is the thing. Jay doesn't even sugarcoat Penrith shit. Oh. Like, I'm sure the Penrith fans are kind of like, oh, fucking beauty. One of ours in, in the fucking seat. And it's like, now we can get the fucking, oh, we're undefeated yeah. and we're no. all, you know. No. He's, he, he, straight away, he just pretty much... Uh, Being a Penrith fan. Well, then pulled down his pants, took a dump on Peter Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Being a Penrith fan, I get enough bad news. Yeah. I don't need to sugarcoat enough shit so that I get type 2 as well. <laughs> Warriors suck balls lying in bed listening to Nate on this week in league early morning here and he said forever hold your peace how do you know I was hash amazing <sighs> uh, Queenslander yes. 22 further to the Falcons discussion talking about the concessions at the stadiums take away businesses operating in the stadium and being told food must cost the same as outside that's great that is a I did not know about that condition and that's that's yeah. especially as someone who wants to get you know sometimes you're running late you don't have time to go and get something from Caxton Street or you know up there where the yeah. you know where the, where the fucking yep. walk over bridge is with the shops up there the yep. burger place and that sometimes you don't have time yep. so you want to go get fucking rooster roll combo from the red rooster inside Suncorp and it's $38 <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, yes your rooster roll combo sir is uh, 50 bucks yes. oh, that doesn't sound right do I get like a six pack with that you know what? no I'm... you do not I'm okay with with it being a little bit more expensive than outside. Yeah, a little bit I am too, yeah. And and the other comparison is airports. Oh, fucking airports. Because airport. airports are their own yeah. economy. Yeah. And there's been plenty of you know, comedic bits on that from Seinfeld yeah. and all these other people. So, um, But the thing with an airport is they don't stop you from taking that's right. a tomato and cheese and ham sandwich in there with you. That's right. And that's the fucked up thing at stadiums. Yeah. If you take your kids to the footy... Mm-hmm. You know, you can... not all stadiums. I mean, some do let you all let you in with stuff. Suncorp, yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. Suncorp, some, some, some will let you in, but um, um Suncorp and uh, and Hope Solo won't. Yeah, Hope Solo. I mean, they, you know, Hope Solo. The people there, they don't like fuck. They don't like their job. So, whenever I go down there with kids, I'll you know I'll I'll have you know some some lollies and some chips and some sandwiches packed in the bag, fucking scarf j- jersey you yeah. know, jumper on top yeah, yeah, and yeah. then you walk through and you go oh, how you going Zip. yeah sure you can look in the bag just a couple of jumpers in case it gets cold later thanks have a good day 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet you walk through that place feeling like you're fucking James Bond, don't you? <laughs> I was walking through there like, fucking, mate, Barlow's and Chambers ain't got shit on me. You're not going to hate me, motherfucker. This is Barley 9, fucking Barley 18, bitch. <laughs> I've got my barley nine inches right here for you. Yeah, you walk in. Mercedes, <laughs> try this next time. Um, yeah, but the, the issue is when, when they stop you from doing it is yeah. when it's the double fisting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, full of greens. Yeah, great so news. It's much like the airport when you've got something and you want to get on the plane and you go through the thing and they're like, oh, well, no, you you got to bin it right now. Yeah. <laughs> or fucking, you can't go on the plane, so you got to you got to give it to us, bin yeah. it, or take it back to your car. What are you going to do? Flight's leaving 10 minutes, can't Yeah. I've, I've never been that hungry. That, no. Yeah. <laughs> Great. You take this disgusting fucking chicken gristle and mayonnaise sandwich yeah. that I just paid $45 yeah. for. I paid pay, pay 40, $40 for a fucking mini Eagle Boys. <laughs> Good luck to you, son. Good <laughs> which luck is, to you. Which is coincidentally the same price as Hope Solo calls him <laughs> as well. Um, uh, Devonhead, having this week in league to listen to when on baby duty is a godsend. And because I've got the, the memory of a goldfish, I don't know if I fucking gave a shout out to Devon Head with the new baby, but um he's fucking Trotters is he he's been he's been down since like like if not day one, like day two of this show. Mm. So fucking maximum love and respect and congratulations to you on your new arrival, sir. Um and I've got fuck something to post post to you as well for the for the little one, so fucking Remind me of that if you don't get it next week. Mr. Underscore Wars again. Currently listening to episode 222 of This Week in League in a McDonald's on Hollywood Avenue, questioning all my life choices. Well done, son. Fucking relax. You fucking run marathons and shit, dude. Eat what you want. At least for, for once in your fucking life. Get off the carrots and tuna. I don't think he was questioning life choices because of the food at McDonald's. <laughs> <sighs> I replied to that one and said it just might be that total lack of dopamine and serotonin after... Uh, Mm-hmm. But really, um, American McDonald's is fucking disgusting, though. Like, Again, I'm American not, everything. I'm not like, sure he was there for something to eat. <laughs> More so that it was the only place open, lit properly, <laughs> <laughs> and that he, uh, you know, <laughs> I need to hear that story. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> This week in X Factors, Shana 86. This is the best trolling of Jay yet by Laurie Daly and Paul Kent. He's got a screenshot of an article here talking about New South Wales and their ability to score points and so forth. Um, paraphrasing, the last time they scored more than 20 points and won the game was in 2009. That was a rubber. So Daly has chosen X Factor. Andrew Fafida is a handful in any game. Matt Moreland is Jew. Adam Reynolds is a classic halfback. This team has a little bit of everything. It goes on to say toughness, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, X Factor. Uh, Yay. Sam, the warden, said, uh, the real question, this is going from his earlier stuff with Hayne, the real question is, does Hayne have the X Factor to win gold at the Olympics? I don't think he does, but if he has the, the tenure factor, I think they're going to fucking win gold, you know, despite him. You know, I don't think he, I mean, he, has, he didn't contribute a lot in England, but they still like, won 40 to <laughs> 40 to 7 or something like that and, and he contributed two minutes of fairly slow action and one ankle tap and I think he dropped the ball once maybe twice so yeah and that didn't cost him yeah, <laughs> it didn't even make it close so yeah, yeah. Well, I'd be more worried about the Z factor Z factor the old Zika virus old Zika virus yeah. yeah yeah well I mean I hope he doesn't want to get pregnant anytime soon Fucking shit out some Queenslanders after getting the old Zika. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bernard JKD. 
Pat Richards in a BBC TV show interview yesterday said X Factor and looked momentarily down the camera. I'm telling you it was deliberate. Fuck you, Pat Richards. Uh, thank you for listening, sir. I respect, I respect your crazy kickoffs, but not your career in the West Tigers because why would you do that to yourself? Why hasn't anyone tried to emulate that? Oh, maybe, they, maybe they do, but they haven't quite got it. I mean, just look at the game tape. Normally when something comes out and it's you know, revolutionary and causes the havoc that it did for yeah, you. Yeah. And yeah, if there's anyone, I don't think it's anyone even remotely trying to approximate that no. shit, right? Yeah. And, you know, they came out with the teeth, now everyone uses those, those weird Special, yeah. sort of mushroom dick teeth. Yep. but, you know, he'd, he'd make a fucking fortune. Daryl Halligan, you know, like, instead of the goal kick, you know, it's for like, you know, he's yeah. doing wonky kicks. And so, you hear the things, you know, you go, oh, you know, to, to improve, you know, kickoffs, you know, the Pat Richards that come in, the clubs you know, hired Pat Richards to, to work with their kickers. Yeah, you know, imagine what he'd charge. Plenty. Imagine everyone's just shooting these fucking grenades on the kickoff. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, most, I mean, like, 99% of the time it's just like, kick down, someone comes throat. And what, what is off the, the forward. worst thing that can happen to, to a team on kickoff? Drop a ball. Yeah. You know, that, that turns games. It does. It actually turns grand finals too. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, no, I, I can't think that. of specific incidents in that, but yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, Mark 23, how does Jay feel about, in quotes, a certain je ne sais quoi, as a fancy way of saying X Factor? <laughs> well, that would make you a French cunt, <laughs> as opposed to a, uh, a regular cunt. Um... If I'm not mistaken, Genesis requires a, a certain something or uh, or an unknown quantity or quality that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, in other words, X factor. <laughs> in fact, it's it's actually what the what the X factor should the meaning it should be used for, but mostly, exactly. mostly is not. Exactly, X factor is used in in place of other words that should yeah. be spoken, as opposed to something that is. Uh, unexplainable or yeah. uh, elusive. Yeah. So. Although I, I, would, I would argue that the selection of um, Matt Moylan at fullback in the New South Wales side is fucking unexplainable. Although <laughs> I, I would be completely behind mandating that and watching rugby league commentators read auto cues. Can you imagine? R- Genie Soyce Quoice. <laughs> Rabs would be the best. Well, like, I think some of them would actually knock it off okay, but Rabs would be just like... I think, yeah. think it's a new Warriors fullback. <laughs> Gene someone. Gene Joint Gene Coy. This week in Luke Dawn. Alan Paul Walker. Had, uh, obviously talking about the Magic Weekend, they had, uh, they had uh, Tigers take the wolves up the arse. Nate and Jay. Tom and Mark get ready to mop up each other's jizz. Hashed Dawn Porn. That's going to be a How thing. have I been roped into this fucking Dawn love? Because you fucking... You, you love him, oh, I guess. That's why. <laughs> okay. At uh, underscore Osami boy. Magic weekend, day one. Louis smashes through the women of witness. Dawn's godly power beats Razzle Dazzle. And you go, Keithy and Cuthbertson are shit, but Sargentson is still a flappy-handed cunt. And uh, so, we're going to hear all about Magic Weekend with the boys from our at Super League pod. On there, you'll notice some of the pronunciation of the of, of the names this week. They just they don't. You, you guys are going to learn. You're going to listen to listen to some tape, get the pronunciation of the names. For example, um, you remember um, Akuma. Well, they, they 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 talk about the player, the the, the former NRL, you know, Akuma Tai. Yep. 
And if you ever listened to a call of a game, you would know that it's Akuma Ta'ai. And you've got to really give it the Ta'ai. <laughs> like... it, it is... Well, that can't, I can't remember that guy's name. What's that fucking guy's name? Does the Warriors... Uh, husband? Um... He's the guy that gives like the... The, the yeah, man like yeah. Matalino and yeah. Kuma Ta'ai. Yeah, yeah. He gives it the proper fucking pronunciation and then talks about where the where they went to high school. But uh, you need yeah. to learn where the apostrophes go. Exactly. I mean, is it clearly clearly an apostrophe there? I mean, it is yeah. an apostrophe. That apostrophe means insert some fucking drama, and son. You know what? <laughs> Even more so when the apostrophe's between two consonants, as no apostrophe <laughs> yeah. ever has been before. But look, look, boys, don't don't feel bad. Right? <laughs> Rabs has been doing it for 150 years, and he can't fucking do it. He, he doesn't know how to do it. So <laughs> he just when when he sees an apostrophe, he throws in a whole extra fucking syllable in their name, like just plucks some letters out of the fucking ether and just jumps. Ah, la. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a fucking find and replace thing. <laughs> Usually puts an N in there as well. <laughs> Thanks, gents, and greetings once again from Tom and Mark with your weekly update on all things ESL. This week, Super League gathered in the real Newcastle for its annual Magic Weekend, which saw six matches played over two, j- two days at St James's Park, home of Newcastle United Football Club. Yeah, so day one of Magic Weekend started with two sides with almost identical records. Salford seeing out witness 18 points to 12 in the end after trailing at half-time. With two tries to his name... Fans in Newcastle were left asking, can you smell what Vidot's cooking? The WWE wannabe was complimented by a strong show from his wing partner, Justin Carney, who had a try and a big meat account. That was followed by arguably the game of the weekend. The double Luke hit of Dawn and Gale saw Cass overturn a 14-0 deficit to win 34 points to 14 against High Flyers Warrington. A fine attacking display by offload happy Junior Moores played a big part in the Tigers' comeback win. The final game of day one ended with a one-sided 40-8 scoreline between Wigan and Leeds. Wigan finally found some attack with Sam Tompkins back in the starting lineup and young half George Williams back from injury. Leeds continued their fall from grace though in an error-strewn, ill-disciplined performance. Okay, so Sunday kicked off with Wakefield Trinity Wildcats taking on the Catalan Dragons and Jacob Miller won the plaudits with a clutch drop goal for the Wildcats to see them home 25 points to 24 against a Catalan Dragons side that squandered a 14 to nothing lead. Former Super League Man of Seal Pat Richards went two from six with the boot, but regardless, Wakefield's impressive form continues. The second game of Sunday uh, saw St. Helens taking on Huddersfield and losing by 20 points to 48. Uh, NRL alma mater Ryan Hinchcliffe, Ukuma Tai and Sam Rapira all played their part in a dominant display that belies Huddersfield's table in the league. Uh, Saints were short on experience in the three quarters uh, but Skeletor and company were second best across the park in this one. And the final game of the Magic Weekend was the Hull 
Derby, uh, Frank the Tank, Pritchard, Seeker, Manu and the entire Melbourne Storm Academy in Mahe Fenua uh, all played their part in this feisty cross-city encounter. Terry Campesi got out of his iron lung for this one as well and uh, having led 16 points to 14, Hull KR looked to be in charge. However, the boys from West Hull are made of stern stuff these days and tries from Fenua, promising fullback Jamie Shaw and Mark Violin won the day for tabletopping FC 28. 28 points to 16. Yeah, Tom, the aftermath of Magic Weekend does see the combined Pacific Islands Dream Team Hull FC seize top spot with Catalan and Warrington fluffing their lines. Five points separate the top, uh, the next six teams on the ladder and Witnesses' long-forgotten opening run sees them cling on to eighth place. Salford's pending appeal of their six-point deduction for salary cap bridges could change that. Leeds remain rooted to the foot of the table and are surely now out of playoff contention. Um, email. Ben, last week, you remember the loose individual, Ben. He sent a couple of emails based on the fact that we read uh, his, his stream of consciousness stuff out last week. He said, oh, thanks for the shout-out. In explanation, sometimes I'm so overcome with emotion, it spews, <laughs> spews forth as a prophetic stream of consciousness, much like Muhammad of the Quran. Just to let you know, that either, if either of you have ever driven through Emu Plains in the 80s or 90s, why would you stop? That's Lonnie, a big semi-rural town. Just to clarify, sisters are off limits, but it appears cousins are fair game. They probably can't count, so first, second, third, all the same thing. I uh, really, really love the show and looking forward to my membership. Um, <clears throat> as a side note, without social media, it's good to have an outlet for dribble. I think he's referring to my my inbox. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then he went to follow it up. I'm from Emu Plains. Go Panthers. I moved to Tassie to open a business. It's doing good. Life's pretty chill here. It's also fucking hilarious. I've never heard a potential employee ask if this pay could affect their benefits. <laughs> I'd ask you not to go too hard on my de- on my denigration of Tassie. Please don't treat Tassie like the Tigers, please. Is it? But to be honest, I'm probably your only listener down here. <clears throat> That's actually not true. I think we've got three mem- memberships in Tasmania, so that would mean that we've got well three three listeners probably total. Yeah, three listeners. I'm a big fan of Tassie. I like it a lot. Going down to Tassie to open a business though. It's like fucking like a like a like a fucking like incest broker or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else we do. Now look, I've I've gone back here. I've got and... enough Apple salesman, surely. Yeah. <laughs> so on your birth certificate, technically, if you white out your mum and you white out your dad, it's legal. <laughs> it's a vibe. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, that, that, that lawyer sort of well, thing. So your your mum's Mary Smith and your mum's Mary Smith, fairly common name. But yeah, but we we grew up. It's a fairly common name. <laughs> so, yeah, so your mum's name is Martha. Your mum's name is Martha. You two should totally fuck. Bit of a bit of DC humour, guys. Welcome, Tazzy. <laughs> I had an email from Stuart. So guys, your talk, your talk of the economics of stadia, food prices, etc. touches on a thought that's been nagging at me for a few years. In a league where the television product accounts for nearly all the income and gate takings and jersey sales essentially pale in comparison, is it time to stop seeing game day as something to profit from and start seeing it as a prop for the game? We all know that an empty stadium makes for a shithouse television product, and a shithouse television product will change the value of the rights by tens of millions, whilst even the best strategy for stadia and game days will affect the bottom line by tens of thousands. So I say, view the stadium as a studio, 
and the crowd is the live studio audience and do what it takes to get them in. Who cares if it doesn't make money? Even the most profitable game day is a drop in the ocean in a multi-billion dollar environment. Let's open the gates, subsidize the food and allow families to bring their own sandwiches and OJs. When the rights for the TV product sell for $2 billion, then we should aim to have a bum on every seat in every stadium every week and the TV product will only improve and should cover the cost. The NRL doesn't leave the game day to the clubs as one of the few ways they can make their own. They shouldn't leave the game day to the clubs as one of the few ways they can make their own money. They should just subsidise the day and maybe even pay the clubs a base rate per crowd member. The clubs can then have the freedom to drop prices as necessary or throw open the gates if they want. Supply and demand should gear the price towards a full house, and the NRL should cover any shortfall. That's an interesting way to look at it. Fantastic way to look at it. Yeah, hadn't and... thought of it before, but I, I'm inclined to agree. I'm sure there's someone you know who knows more about the economics of the situation that can shoot things down. But I, I think as a as a basic concept, you know, I don't disagree at all. It, look, the the unfortunate pers- piece in that puzzle is the companies that bought the rights to manage yeah. the stadiums, because they need to make a profit regardless of what the NRL does. They have shareholders and whatnot too. That's please. it. So if if, uh, if the clubs owned all of their stadiums. Then that's well, a compl- well, if they were just like government thing and the government like okay you know they they don't really have to pay us for well, you fucking the, communist well yeah well you want the, the state to own everything I want the state to own everything well you want the state to run the rugby league as well yeah why not yeah, fucking pinko <laughs> but yeah the the stadium management rights people um yeah. are, are the the spanner in in that bike spokes but fantastic idea and and completely agree yeah. that and I've said it before rugby league is a generational game. If you ask anybody the story of rugby league, they will ha- they'll go back to somebody in their family mm-hmm. who watched, supported, took them to a where game. It started for them, yep. And and that's where it is. Yep. Um, my family, you know, for sure, the the most we talk to each other uh, is is around the little in family tipping competition mm-hmm. that we have. Yep. Inevitably, the fucking kids win every year. Who should probably picking, co- picking on like which animal would defeat which other animal? Yeah, I should, I should probably just send my kid to co-host the show. <laughs> <laughs> More informative, but at least, um, to, do, at least to do the, the previews, the tips. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't have to have any rationale. <laughs> oh, fucking, a, a, fucking, a, a, pan, a, a panther! You know, went toe to toe with a with a shark. I mean, like if it's on land, you know, they, they play on grass. So yeah, the panther. Win. <laughs> um, this video of a fucking cheetah. You said have a cheetah and a crocodile? I think it's like someone like Rogan tweeted it out the other day. This fucking like this crocodile, this this fucking cheetah or you know, jaguar yeah. or something, yeah. some big cat jumps just jumps into this fucking like off probably like a meter and a half bank, jumps into the water, form up he goes <laughs> dragging a crocodile out by the fucking scruff of his neck. Yeah, good like, on him. Well done, cheetahs. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, in in a perfect world, you would have a situation where families can go along, yep, get their kids in. For the same price that it costs to go to a movie, mm-hmm. um, take your food, take your drinks, and uh, and then that's that's the next generation. Those are the kids that are going to want to be junior members. Those are the kids yep. that are going to want to play the game. Yep. They're going to buy the jerseys. Um, even simple shit. Uh, we were in Seven Eleven the other day getting some fuel, yep. and there was a box of footy cards there. Yeah. And I've said to my oldest, Dick, do you want some footy cards? He said, yep. And we had a fantastic time opening the cars and going through the players and yep. this and reading this stuff for them. I said, oh, you know, do you swap these when any kids at school collect them? He's like, oh, no. That's crazy because that was like, that was a thing back in the day. It made me fucking sad. Yeah. Buy your kids footy cards, you pieces of shit. All right. One of so, guys got some footy cards. Yeah. 
it's got a full set, full 2008 set. Nice. Entire, you know, all, all, uh, you know what? Done up in the album. Does, yeah, okay, okay. So he's one of those album kids. He's a he's a fucking he like, and I don't even think he got it from me. I think it's just his personality. But he's like he's a fucking collector. And Does like he a have? Completist. Yeah, so you can. You, that's cool. That's all good yeah. and well, and they'll probably be worth something someday. Yeah. Well, probably not. But does he have the flick set? What's the flick set? Well, just the all your all track, your doubles that you yeah. play flicks with. Yeah, I just see this is the thing. Like you say, I don't know. I don't know any kids that that. that Trade, trade them, whatever. Sad the, the, the cards are like the powerful fucking thing. Like I remember, the first the, the the first pack of cards he opened up had had fucking the first card of the first pack he pulled out. Yeah. Steve Matai to this day still his favorite player, and had like Matty Ballin and someone else in it as well. You know, three three of the first six or eight or however many you got. Fantastic, Manly, and um and to this day like Matai is his favorite player, and it's it's probably that's probably the first thing that's probably the first player's mm. name he ever knew. And then, you know, he sees you pick him up on the screen and that, and then, and, yep. yeah, gone from there. So, but, but especially in this stage where, where attention is at a premium and mm-hmm. there's so much out there oh. competing for, yeah. for the kid dollar. Especially free shit too, like not even the dollar, I mean, like just for entertainment, yeah. like for kids' attention time. That's like it. Like just things like, like YouTube and, you know, a game where there's like, you know, when there can be a one-off investment of $20 to buy Minecraft. Yeah, and, oh and uh, that's a that lifetime of infinitely variable mm. experience of a game that can you know go forever and ever. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot tougher and they need it a lot better. So yes, no good suggestion. Restadiums. Uh, membership stuff's underway. I'll hopefully start getting delivery of various components for the membership packs over the next you know week or so. So that's great. Um, I'm looking forward to the shows for sure. Uh, I don't, know, don't have much else to say about that. Oh, the Straight Out of Tool Nation shirts, they will be coming with the shirts for the memberships. Uh, I uh, talked to the printers, and uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's some efficiencies to be to be made in that because they're the same, they're the same shirt, like green, hmm. same green t shirt, so yep. which is great. So it works out well for us on shipping, and it also works us uh, as well doing such a small run of those other shirts as well. And it actually gets a better product too because I was talking to them about it, and I said, Look, I know that there's only like you know like a couple of dozen of those straight out of the Tool Nation shirts to be made and I know that's like I like to get I like to, I like to not do shirts unless I've got 50 and it's like you know there's like probably like 30 something so look I understand it's not you know probably you know viable to screen print it so like I know they're going to be digi that's fine but they use the same shirt so let's bundle them together and then and the chick emailed me back and said um, actually no we'll just put it through as a big order and we'll screen them as well and I'm like, fucking great so they're actually going to be better quality too lovely which is excellent and um, yeah that's it I mean there's probably Fuck, how many memberships are left? Based on the number that we're producing, I think there's 14 or 15, I think. There was a little bit of a mini run on them this week, which is good. Um, but yeah, so we're getting down to the bottom. And when I ended up adding extra sizes to it, I added medium to XL. So actually, yeah, medium, large. Because that's this year, medium, large, extra large. And I think even, did I add some two X's? I must have added some two X's as well. Hmm. They were actually almost equal like as far as the numbers so um yeah so get in get on one if you want one of those sizes in particular and small i threw a couple of smalls on this year didn't sell many smalls at all in membership so far i added a couple just in case um so yeah if you want one of those sizes they're very very limited there's only like you know maybe five left of that size um i think it's about it so yeah hopefully yeah they'll they'll start you know the various components are coming from all over the place and so they'll start landing shortly and uh yeah can't wait to get those out
news this week. Um, first story, Parramatta Eels 5'8", Corey Norman's been linked to a pills investigation at the Star Casino on Friday night. The NRL Integrity Unit has been made aware of the incident that occurred around 11pm on Friday night. Um, the group of men were stopped during a routine medical medical detector metal medical that's fucking what journalism is that metal detector search I presume when a 25 year old male was found in possession of a container with unidentified pills Norman was with a group of friends and has believed he was not in possession of the capsules but is in part of the police investigation uh, police officers spoke to the 25 year old man at the staff for over an hour uh, Norman yet to be interviewed by police but expected to uh, they expected to call the Eels 518 for questioning officers are looking at CCTV footage of the incident and the pills have been sent for forensic investigation I wonder what the pills are in capsules hmm the thing to this is I mean if whether he had them or not you know whatever for me if I were an Eels fan, and like, you know, believe me, I never would be. But why, they're playing Monday Night Football. Why is he at a fucking casino, like, yeah, at 11pm at night, on a Friday night, before a Monday game, when they needed to win at that stage 12 from 14 matches to have some kind of, you know, hope of being alive? That, That's the bigger question. Yeah. Um, and just let me look up here on Google. <laughs> okay. Seems that the most common form of uh, drug that comes in capsules yeah. is MDMA. Yes. Commonly referred to as Molly. Um, <laughs> and like I heard, I don't know. I personally don't know this, but I I've heard that one can easily just go to the Silk Road and buy pure MDMA. <laughs> And then go down to a fucking supplement shop and buy bl- empty capsules, weigh out your doses in one, two, three, four yeah. pills, and you know, set and make your own capsules you know, to the dosage you desire. Um, two points there, uh, obviously. Why? Why are you out yeah. that late? And that, that's, that's um, for me. I mean, like that is the, the that is that, that for me is much bigger than someone in your entourage. And it, even pills. worse, before that, and and there was no. I'll be very careful here about casting aspersions. But before that, there was the dinner photograph with the blokes that are awaiting trial for fraud and money laundering and yep. you know, known criminals. Yep. Fair enough if you want to be mates with whoever you want to be mates with. Yep. And you go and have a meal with whoever you want to have a meal with. But it's probably in your best interest to do it in their house. Yeah. And not in a public place. Mm-hmm. And definitely... Don't let somebody post pictures of it to Instagram. So, yes. from a, a Penrith perspective, Chook was there as well. Yeah. Ah, uh, Chico was there as well. So, um, what the fuck? Same deal. Yeah. After after the performance that we we put in later even in the early, weekend. Yeah. Even earlier for him. Than Monday night. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it makes you question a little bit of commitment. Mm-hmm. And again. Yeah, in this, in this. And my standpoint on all of this has been the board at Parramatta are fucked and you really have to feel for the players. Maybe this is Norman, this is how Maybe he, he releases it and he's, yeah. he's only one player, but uh, but he's not doing much to help help their public persona. No, no, especially yeah, the, what they're going through at the moment. They, they don't really need all this extra stuff because now it's, you know, there's like the foreign thing and then now there's a Corey Norman. <sighs> Who next? Um, another story... But yeah, for me, it's just like, fuck, if I was a fan of the team and my guy was out, like, you know, three days before a match, a crucial match, like, you know, this is, yeah, it's not the finals, 
but it is when your fucking team needs to win pretty much every game on the run home. Yeah, so, they're almost sudden death, you, aren't they? Are you are you taking the piss, or are you actually seriously going to fucking band together yeah. and try and do something? And you know, obviously, it seems to be the, the first one. Um, Warriors hero Manu Vatavai could finish his career in Japanese rugby or the Super League, according to reports. Uh, the veteran ringer has been, winger has been linked with an exit from the club, despite having another two and a half years left to run on his contract. He's been linked with St Helens. And uh, although Warriors managing director Jim Doyle has denied reports of cult figures on the outer, no, we are not shopping him around, Doyle said. His recovery's on the right track. He had a personal family issue that set him back, but he's certainly heading in the right direction. I would think he'd be good to play an available selection following the bye. And that's that's the story. And then there's, you know, my concern on that is, what the... <sighs> Who would buy Manu Vatabai? Well, England. He would be an absolute... No, no, no. Sorry, in the NRL. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I think there are teams that have got fucking nothing on the wings and I'm just I'm struggling to pull one out of my ass on the, on the spot but I, yeah. I think he could, he could provide value somewhere especially outside of the Warriors organisation which is absolutely fucking shambles I think yep. a lot of those players could provide yeah. a lot of value but what is going on in that fucking club like first you've got a bunch of dudes like they got in trouble after playing for New Zealand in England yep. hitting the you know the steel knocks and Red Bull or whatever yep. the fuck they were on and now it happens again down here but it's just the club, the culture in that club is so fucked at the moment in terms of, like, you've got guys like, obviously, you know, Conrad Harrell can, can play the game of rugby league and makes an impact. Or even this year when he's got on with the Warriors, I remember fucking, who were they playing? It was, I don't know if it was Newcastle, but I remember he literally ran onto the field. And mate, yeah. First touch of the ball made a massive break. Yeah. Second touch of the ball ran a line and they bypassed him and that and he sucked so much defence because of the line he ran that they scored a try and then yeah. the second like it was unfucking believable. And the fact that that guy, I mean, either he has got the worst attitude in the history of rugby league, which I find very hard to believe. I mean, I'm not going to say I, I'm pretty sure. He, I'd very I find it very easy to believe that he had a less than optimal attitude. But yeah, to be completely fucking looked over and, you know, deselected as he is. You know what I have seen a lot of somewhere is that passive-aggressive, you know, if there's friction there between a player and a coach, yeah. and then the player will be, well, you know, and the, the coach might even come out and say, for you to get back in the squad, you need to show me yeah. this, 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 and this. Yeah. And the player just go, oh, fuck you, I won't yeah. do that, and I... Uh, yeah, that, that's just beneath me, I, I, I demand automatic and they And they both stick their heels in, yeah. and the player's the one who loses out. So I yeah, really nine, hope that's not nine, the case. Ninety-nine but... times out of one hundred, the players one loses out. And the, yeah. the one case, obviously, that's the exception to that is when it involves Robbie Farrell. Well, well, he's <laughs> he's coach, player, CEO. Well, yeah, yeah. He's fighting himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I think that it's funny. This year was meant to be their year because it's clearly the talent. <sighs> yeah, but uh, there's so many of those players that should just be like, look, fucking. Release I want to know what the player managers are doing. The Titans need to be getting in their fucking ear because the Titans have got cash to spend. Yep. They need to get like they they could fucking deal with a Vatavai. They need to get Harrell though, like as a more pressing thing. Yeah. They need to start trying to grab up some of these guys. But this, while this getting good. This is where I'd I'd love for there to be player managers. Yeah. Who are in there? Who yeah. say that you know this player that I represent is not getting any game time or not developing or he's. I feel his play's like gone down. We feel like it's not because of his conduct, but it's because of some kind of, you know, impassable, un, you know, unresolvable but issue. You don't, don't get it that way. But if I was Sean Johnson's manager, yeah. I'd be looking at all this untapped potential yeah. and I would be going to the top three or four coaches in the game saying, do you have space for him? Do you want to coach Sean Johnson? Yeah. 
You know, could, can you imagine what Des would do if they went to him and said, would you like to coach Sean Johnson? Right, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, shambles. Uh, now, State of Origin teams came out and uh, thankfully... Queensland got off their fucking ass and named their team before we started recording this evening. Uh, it was it was a fucking close run thing though. I mean, waiting all day on these bastards and their team. This whole fucking New South Wales named their shit on a Monday and then Queensland, you know, name it like you know a day and a half later. I'm not gonna say it drives me crazy. I don't care about it, but it's fucking. Uh, who 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 made that? I don't know. I think the Queensland being a much stable, you think you would think that much be a much more stable outfit. You New yeah. South Wales go second, and then try and make a you know. It could. <laughs> it could just a squad for a, a squad fit for purpose squad. Yeah. Instead of instead of uh, you know this this ridiculousness. It, it could be the you know just in order of the value that each state gives to the rest of the country and the world in general. True, New South Wales want you know want people to uh, you know just yeah. know they yeah. don't want to keep them hanging. Yeah. It's not all about them. It's about the game of rugby league. Yeah. yeah look, we, we weren't going to surrender Queensland to the Japanese for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, the day that fucking Indonesia sacks up, you know. <laughs> they pretty much fucking have everything north of that, fucking Rockhampton. No, that, that's a legit story. Oh, the Iranian Jai, the, the South, South Iranian yeah. Jai thing. Yeah, yeah. It, no, yeah. it's definitely legit, yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I brought it up. Um, New South Wales haven't named... You know, positionally, but obviously you can figure, you know, you can figure it out. But they've named a, they initially named a twenty-person squad. Uh, Bryce Cartwright was in the twenties. He was kind of like the youngster that they would probably, you know, bring in. Well, it's almost like, like the eighteenth man should be. But now they're making more eighteenth men, just to you know get the kids around there. He was I mean, like uh, Christian Leitner in the original Dream Team. It's like why would you, I don't well, well, I, let's let's establish the winning culture before we decide to bring all the kids in. You don't want yeah. to fucking you know, mentally destroy them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Greg Bird, Boyd Cordner, Josh Dugan, Robbie Farah, Blake Ferguson, Andrew Fafita, Tyson Frizzell, Paul Gallen, Josh Jackson, Michael Jennings, David Clemmer, James Maloney, Josh Mansour, Josh Morris, Matt Moylan, Adam Reynolds, James Tamau, Dylan Walker, Bolter, Aaron Woods, and uh, Bryce Cartwright, who's the thumb injury. It was a thumb injury that ruled him out. Uh, yes. And I think, as as far as what I know, as of right now, they just said they're going to replace him in due course, and I don't think in due course has actually happened yet. Nah. So, well, not from anything I've seen. So the lineup speaks to Matt Moylan playing fullback. Yes. The wingers being, you know, digital, digital rapist Ferguson and uh, Josh Mansour. The centres being Dugan and Jennings. And Jennings. Josh Morris is in the is in the crowd though too, so I would I would love it to be Jennings and I mean Jennings and Morris have done the you know they've done the job. Yeah, we lose a game. It wasn't because of those guys. Where does Josh Morris go on? Well, I mean, he, he, I have him instead of fucking. You know what the optimal the optimal situation would be? Oh, it's it's not optimal, but as far as the, the squad that we've got in front of us, Ferguson out, Dugan <laughs> wing, Morris in the centre. Yeah, with Jennings. Yep. That would be great for me because I'm, you know, I have to, you have to draw that line and you have to, you know, stand by principles. I like, fucking team with Blake Ferguson, I find very difficult to cheer for. Yeah, it, very difficult, not impossible to cheer for. Even from a from a game plan point of view, is yeah. do you put Josh Morris on to give Robbie Farrer a rest? If you're Laurie Daly, maybe that doesn't <laughs> sound very smart. <laughs> Fuck you talking about? Oh, well, yeah, again. We'll, <laughs> You know, we, we were talking before the show of the the return of, and we'll get to him in the Queensland team, but yeah. but Michael Morgan, the return of the 
the but super he's sub. A guy that, yeah, but he's a dude that is like a you know he can do that shit. Oh yeah, he is that um, guy. Josh Morris never been that guy. No, he hasn't. Ever. But is that try, something you're that try making that guy in Origin? That's what I'm saying. It it reeks of. So you're gonna try and turn fucking Matt Morley into a player in Origin. <laughs> That's bound to work. But reeks of bad strategy. Okay, we've got Morris, and for some reason I'm picking Dugan, and I fucking hope to Christ they didn't pick um, Ferguson because oh well he's played with Dugan before, because they were woeful together for Australia. They were yeah, absolutely play. horrific for Australia. They played together, and you know played fucking like party rock fucking anthem on the rooftop drinking. Yeah. That's about fucking... Look. Like they both stick their dicks into a cruiser bottle and then tickle the, each other's the balls. Props, and... The props are kind of, you know, sort of nailed down, you know, nailed down there. You know, you claim it. Like James Tamau, he's been in fantastic form the last 18 months. They so fucking yes. bring, bring him on, you know, for sure. Yep. Woods, he was great in the last Origin series, especially, yep. the, you know, the earlier earlier games in the series. Uh, Mansour, like, you know, I've got no problem with him. Just, I just worry about Matt Moylan, fullback. Oh, I hate, I just hate the selection of Blake Ferguson, but you know we've been down that road thousands of times. Feeder makes his return; it's fantastic. Yes, he's been great, especially the last couple of weeks. Yes, he, he was, he was the difference on the weekend game. Actually, um, I thought um, Dylan Walker. Look, if you're going to have him in the side, fucking throw him in the center, starting center, and fuck Ferguson yep. off, because that dude is like. He could become the best fucking centre in New South- available in New South Wales if they'd let him fucking play centre at club. Yeah. I mean, everything good that guy's done this year has been from centre, and he finally got a game at centre last weekend and played fucking great. Or so. in centre-like performances where he's run the ball and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, he hasn't been named at centre, but, I mean, he's always been out wider on the left-hand side when yeah. he scored all his tries for Manly this year. Yep. Uh, it's been centre stuff. It hasn't been 5-8, not, yeah. not even close. Yeah. So look, look, I really don't know about this side, but you have to, you have to, you know, the, the side's been selected now. We have to support the side as best we can. Um, and, no, and if, and if Blake see, Ferguson's in it, then no, we don't. We fucking don't, and that's what, that's what Republicans in America at the moment are saying about Donald Trump. I don't think they are. He's maybe, our candidate. Maybe, let's get behind him. I don't, they're, they're not saying they're actually trying to undermine him. Most of the guys he's vanquished along the way. He's he's neck and neck with Hillary in the polls now. It's fucked up. Yeah, no, but when but, that, no, but that in reality. When it actually comes time to fucking put the vote down, yeah, it's not going to be close. <laughs> him, him winning the nomination has basically defaulted an entire election <laughs> to the Democrats. <laughs> because it's it's one thing to support him out of other Democrats, but it's another thing to be, yeah. install that fucking guy yeah. as the president <laughs> of the United States. And I'm I'm not saying Americans are smart people or dumb people, but I'm saying they're not that they're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but um yeah it look again on paper each of those players for the most part are in fairly good form yep um I don't think Matt Moreland should have got that fullback spot over Lachlan Coote agree that he, he's my biggest concern after Ferguson just it's cause... crazy that they didn't put Lachlan Coote in the squad if they're going to go so big on the squad why not bring him in? Because Moylan is definitely much more of a utility-ish player. Yeah. Like with utility, utility. Well, I mean, who, where are the where are the players in that squad that have that fucking multi-position utility well, value? What? But again, what? Who, Seriously, what are, I can't think of. I can't think of any. Dylan Walker isn't the yeah. guy. That's kind of the guy it's, he's been named to be, but he's not that guy. It's um, even to that old thing of origin. Well, 
who else in the game at the moment probably has the, the same experience that's eligible for New South Wales of training against or with Jonathan Thurston? Yeah. You know, the the yeah. knowledge that he has at club level yeah. turns out useful on, on the origin pitch, but... Um, and it's not even because I don't want Matt Moreland to get injured. I don't. I'm good with the half selections. But yes. They actually the picked, half selections. They picked halves that are uh, in decent form at the moment, which is which is great. Uh, what the other thing I've got the big problem with is fucking Farah, Robbie Farah. For fuck's sake! Oh, yeah. he's been there before. Yeah, he's also been the reason, like you know, the losing. Yeah, the, that's it. Those games where there's like one chance left and he'll take it and fucking kick it out oh. and or, or not pass it to the, the known exponent of the field goal <laughs> kick one, bang it over from right in front. What, I hate, Michael Ennis is a shit cunt. One of the differences... He's fucking abject failure in the Origin Arena. Yep. So is Robbie Farrow though. Yep. But fucking Ennis, the difference is Ennis is in form at the moment. But again, you know, look at all these other positions yeah. where they've said, oh, well, we, we need new blood, we're going to put these in there. What is it about Robbie Farrow that keeps him in the spot? Obviously, is... he's the fucking CEO and coach in New South The dude's got, the dude must have like yeah. It's like preacher. He's he's like he's like Jesse. He's like he's got the word like Jesse Custer. Like he's just like you will fucking select me, and everything goes out of focus, and, just, and, and they walk away going, "We will select him. We must select oh, Robbie Farrow. We must." Um, my other big one's Paul Gallon. You Look, know? he's been alright. He's he's been he's been decent though. It's, I think he's. He, I mean, I th- I think that part part of Cronulla's success this season has been because of Paul Gallen, and not just because of Paul Gallen, but because of Paul Gallen recognizing that he can't do the Paul Gallen thing. Like exactly, he, he stays away from the ball twenty meters. Like now he stays yep. out of it. He doesn't try and cart it up. Yeah, but is he gonna do that in Origin? I'd like to think he's learned his lesson. Yeah, that's asking a lot. I know it is, but. Like I don't think it's asking. I don't think that doing that is more of a stretch. Well, I'll tell you what. Accepting the selection of Robbie Farah. For every time, every time over the State of Origin series. Yeah. They're on the second or third tackle. <laughs> Ten meters or closer. Yeah. It's turned to a flat-footed Paul Gallon. You owe me five bucks. <laughs> if it's turned to a flat-footed, that's. I mean, surely that's on like Robbie Farah. That would be the only person that could do that. <laughs> like. And we've established that he can't pass oh. it to like he's thirty meters out. He can't on the on the right hand side of the field. Yeah. He can't pass it infield fifteen meters to the field goal <laughs> kicker to get a shot from pretty much you know just right up like uprights you know if not directly in front. <sighs> Robbie Farrow can't do that, and that's his only fucking job. Yeah. Make tackles and pass the ball to the right cunt from dummy it's... half at the right time. Yeah. yeah if he can't do that, he can't cook a schnitzel. What's a fucking good? <laughs> Like, honestly, what's a fucking... What's, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you a serious question. Nate, tell me what's a good fucking Robbie Farrow. Exactly. Putting Jason Taylor out of a job is about the only positive contribution <laughs> to society that can give us, and he hasn't done that yet. And he can fulfil four different roles within one club, being one man. Yeah, but, you know, with with Origin being such a, you know, such a transient time of the year with only, like, you know, six, six weeks or, you know, nine weeks or whatever from start to finish, honestly, how, how much CEOing yeah. do they need? Given his multiple personalities, should he open a restaurant called Schizo Schnitzo? <laughs> See fair. if that does any better. That's a, that's a fantastic idea, and uh, and I think you should probably <laughs> you should trademark it for the for the inevitable lawsuit that will uh, will uh, make you your fortune and allow you to retire young. <laughs> Queensland, 
they've done the more conventional thing and actually named players in position and not just alphabetically and they've also kept the, the squad to the to the traditional well actually very traditional there's no 18th man there yeah okay so they've actually just named the 17th no, all their 18th men are banned yeah that's true <laughs> so Fluffy in fullback as expected Corey Oates and Dane Gagai on the wings now look I gave you know Gagai some some love last week on the show for being a guy that fucking cares about his performance however it was a bad performance and I think that he, he potentially is exploitable in origin putting it out there he didn't care about his performance his nan died just before the game did she really? yeah hmm interesting yeah so he was mourning the loss of uh, maybe you should of gay nan maybe you should ask him so yeah. maybe ask him why are you crying because you're shit, shit fucking player and you got done by 60 or because your nan died <laughs> I didn't tell you to start up again, Dane. <laughs> I just wanted an answer to the question. <laughs> um, Justin O'Neill in centres. Greg Inglis, obviously, he's an automatic selection no matter what injury state he is. Yep. Uh, and obviously, he started taping, tapering up as it, as it gets to the origin period, as he does. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Yeah, much, much like the Queensland Gallon, really, isn't he? I yep. mean, he sort of lives for this time of year. Corey Oates, well, obviously, all those, you know, there's a lot of people who got rich off his first try scorers, <laughs> so they reward him with, uh, you know, perhaps yeah, yeah. trying to, you know, put himself down at the TAB for some origin money as well. Um, Justin O'Neill, though, the, the rationale of, from, you know what, of Kevin though? Walters that I heard on the radio this morning was that Justin O'Neill, he's played in two grand finals, he's, uh, you know, he can, he can handle the big games, so he can, he can handle origin as well. Yeah, okay, fair enough. What worries me there is Oates is going to be running at, um, Dugs and yeah. fuckface. Yeah. I hope he fucking scores every time you're yeah. up there. It's a terrible thing to I'll say. I'll celebrate that. Terrible thing to say, but, you know, maybe put money on him. <laughs> score some first tries and stuff. And, uh, okay, so then, then we've got uh, Thurston and Cooper Cronk, obviously automatic selections in those positions. I don't, I'm, I'm just, I'm not convinced on their wingers and centres. There's injuries. There's been, obviously, a centre injury crisis has struck, which has, you know, necessitated them, yeah. you know, the, those selections. But... I think that with Queensland, I mean, it's like fucking props that roll forward. Cameron Smith delivering decent ball, and Thurston, Thurston and Crump doing their thing, and just giving it to cunts that just have to fall over the line anyway. Exactly. So, and in attack, it's not such a big thing. I don't think. But, but that's the thing. Worst worst case scenario for Queensland. Yeah. You've got your matchalettes. Yeah. Who are who are never going to be, you know, as as good as a, a week in week out positional centre, but yep. can do a very good job even in in an Origin arena. And have done of covering yeah. positions like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Nate Miles selected in the ten to starting prop. Fucking suck it. Good on you, Queensland. Thanks for that. I just wish we were playing this weekend so we didn't have to fucking have him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw a thing in the paper and I tweeted it out. I took a screenshot and tweeted it out yesterday, the day before. But Gordon Tallis says that fucking Nate Miles. What, what was it? Like that Nate Miles has been outstanding or fucking, you know, out, something in the jersey. In that jersey, he's been fucking, you know. Yeah. Gordon Tallis, you are a dialer grump fucking mongoloid, mate. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, come on, man. I mean, I know you got, you, you know, you, you're the first fucking number on people's Rolodex to call it origin time. But come on, Nate. Yeah, he's got a regular gig on on that Matty John show. Yeah. What does he need the fucking FaceTime for? I don't know. I don't know. His, anyway. mo- his mother is a total rig, by the way. That's what I've heard. <laughs> 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 I 
someone... If I, if I had to guess a hundred things, it would have come out of your mouth tonight. <sighs> well, you know, so I, was, I was just thinking State of Origin and the whole banner thing, you know. <laughs> Do you remember how he fired up? Oh, mate. Oh, that's fantastic. Just learn to, to take bants, fucker. Um, so, look, I, I expect Queensland to win, and if Blake Ferguson plays as the first grade side, I'm not going to begrudge him victory at all. Um, I, you know, I can I can hope for you know total ACL destruction during training or something like that to maybe yep. you really give a fuck about this New South Wales side. I mean, again, testicle rupture. I'm all for testicle rupture of Blake Ferguson. Yeah, but testicle. How long did it take fucking Wall to come back from getting his balls busted? Back oh, in the day, remember, that was like he was playing Origin. That was like when he was in the Origin team, right? When he got his balls, when his balls. Yeah, down, that's maybe. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long did it take him? It didn't take that long. Like an ACL, you know, you can fucking put. You know, you don't have to worry about it for a whole whole year. Yeah, true. But, you know, Wall had one... Achilles, they're pretty fucked up too. Yeah, but Wall had one ball crushed. Yeah. I'm I'm talking about total scrotal annihilation. Yeah. And look, that would uh, there would be a little bit, you know, like some poetry to that as well. However... Yeah. Like, I want people to mistake his scrotum for an extra from The Walking Dead. Yeah, but, like... It's 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 poetic to do that, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's not going to stop his fucking fingers working, is it? Oh, yeah, again, it uh, yeah, his, a, his ACL wouldn't either. But... <laughs> yeah, that's true. But if he's if fucking limping after him in the club, <laughs> and, and if his and if his hands are wrapped around the you know crutches, then his fingers are out of play too. So I mean, I think ACL yeah, is probably okay. the best option. Okay. Look, you can while he's got his hands on the crut- on the crutches limping around if you want to go for you know like, if you want to fucking put up a bomb up to his, up to his ball bag <laughs> while he's vulnerable then by all means do it but I just don't think it should be the pr- the, the primary injury okay fair enough <laughs> just make a secondary thing This Week in League is, pr- is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and much, much more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play. Download League Live, League Live today. And we had a couple more tweets. of There's, there's a, there's, there's a not a common thread, but it's, it's happening a little bit of people like going, so I, I looked on it, I've been, I've, been, I've been rocking the League Live shit for fucking ages. That's phenomenal. It really does. It, it it does speak to though the the more recent, you know, interface updates and stuff like yeah. that. That it's just transformed it into a like to the point where people are like going, oh fuck, I didn't realize it. You know, I yeah. didn't realize I had yeah. it. That's amazing. So it's uh, it's good if nothing else. It's great to see people rediscovering it if they uh if they previously had it. Sportsmate hurt me this week. How so? Well, sportsmate and their illustrated the titanium dick. <laughs> on point <laughs> and timely accuracy yeah <laughs> we were driving down to beautiful Kingscliff to pick up the eldest he'd been with my sister and brother-in-law yep for the weekend fishing surfing and doing all of that fantastic stuff smoking weed and like Kingscliff uh, life oh, I don't judge <laughs> <laughs> I prefer he stayed on the edibles but you know but yeah. um it uh it just you, so happened that we... If that we, medical thing starts, if that medical thing happens in Queensland, <laughs> this show's going to be very fucking different, I can assure you. <laughs> the theme song's just Hendrix. <laughs> and it just, yeah, just, like, 
this you, week in glaucoma. You turn up. You you, t- you, you, you you turn up, and we usually you know just like usually talk about comic books and shit or something comic related. But it'll be that won't change. However, we will be we will be sh- splitting a cookie. <laughs> This weekend, did we press record? <laughs> no, you get to the, um, imagine that you get to the end of the show. Oh. <laughs> yes, but um, sports, mate. I I was listening to the end of the Penrith game, and just as we pulled into the uh, the parking area at the Bowls Club down at Kingy to to head down and meet them on the beach, um, we turned the car off. And I didn't check it again until a couple of minutes after. And, uh, unfortunately, seeing the score, because they were so on point and so on time, <laughs> I was forced to let out a giant curse, <laughs> which caused near, nearby seagulls to fly up in the air, and <laughs> small children to become scared and turn it's like around. Fly, and... Flying at such a rate that, like, the seagulls <laughs> took off, and it was like, just, like, then it just started, it was just raining feathers for, like, a good five minutes after that. It, uh, yeah, so, yet again, sports, mate, on the spot. Look, that's the problem. Sports, mate, give it and they take it away. They like, do. It's fantastic to get the scores in a timely manner when you're winning. You can't and, blame the fire and, and this for is something. This is, well, that's right. And this is something that you would, this is more, more concerning you this year than me. Because, I mean, we're either winning the game or we're losing the game. There's no, there's no two ways about it. But with you guys... You're winning the game and then you lose the game and sometimes maybe you're losing the game and you win the game or you're winning the game and you manage to keep winning the game. But either way, that last five minutes is a fucking adventure that needs timely updates. <laughs> now, this week, Thursday Night Football kicked off. We had the uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs 34 defeating the St. George Illawarra Dragons 24 at ANZ Stadium in front of a crowd of just a touch over 12,000. Uh, the Rabbitohs uh, double to Bryson Goodwin. Incidentally, Bryson Goodwin... When did, when did that dude start becoming always like the best player yeah, on the team? It's, and like it's not it's not even a, it's not even a joke though. Like he's 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 actually like a, a con- quality contributor yeah, to the South yeah. Sydney side. I don't know who that reflects more on. Uh, Dane Nielsen, Cody Walker, Kyle Turner, Paul Carter with tries. Reynolds four of six conversions and a penalty goal. The Dragons twenty four had uh, tries to Marketo, Lafay, Fi Fi Law, Will Matthews. With one of four conversions, which really fucking hurt him, and uh, three penalty goals. Yeah, the Bunnies were probably their own worst enemy in this one for most of the game. And as much as the Dragons tried to tried to beat them, the Bunnies tried to beat themselves. Um, and they probably got the majority of the 50-50 calls. Or even yeah. some people were saying that, that weren't even 50-50. Like when, uh, it was when, almost like oh, there, was, there was an air of ref's fault in the, around. There really was. Well, you know, when, when Dugan's dragged in a touch, after all momentum stopped in the tackle and and there's nothing called. The worrying thing for Souths was that all the Burgi were off their game. Yeah. Which is the risk you run if when one... 25% of your team on the field at any given time well, look, is if, a Burgi. If one player walks in on their mum giving Rusty the old Rusty trombone, yeah. then word spreads and it fucks three quarters of your forward pack. <laughs> It, it it's not a good place to be. Um, the the other one was where where Goodwin really I think should have been given a professional foul and, and seeing what we saw yep. in another game later in the round, mm-hmm. I, I think it was definitely warranted. Um, and they they turned it around. They scored points very shortly after after both of those. Yep. Which which I think changed the the whole momentum of the game. 
Um, the the dragons. The, the every time I see them play, the more I think that if they had a decent uh, pairing for Widdop, yeah, they'd really they'd really be challenging for for a, say a top top six maybe top five spot. They're never going to be the biggest or strongest team in the league. No. Um, oh, the top six is probably slightly a generous side. Too. But a uh, but a, a decent four four for Widdop would be uh, would be exactly what they need. Um, as far as Adam Reynolds goes, his Origin selection is very, very well deserved. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I called him out for Origin two years ago. And it, again, that's, it amazes me how a, a player can win premierships and do all the right things and mm-hmm. be ignored Yeah. for fucking Mitchell Pearce. But uh, at the moment, I would say his boot is probably a second only to Jamie Sowards in terms of how much their team relies on it. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Sowards boot is absolutely crucial at Penrith. Well, it's no surprise that since he's come back into the side and you know got a couple of you know matches under his belt, yeah. they've turned you know their their fortunes have turned around a little bit. I mean, yep. they're not amazing, but they those you know they're improving. That's it. So, um, and and I think him him having a an Origin experience will do well for him. Uh, but the if the rest of the team can just work on their discipline, then then Souths are really looking to be back on track. Yep. Uh, angry NRL guy. Lots of tries, so I'd be forgotten how utterly boring that game was. I actually fell asleep at about the 60-minute mark. Wally Frogmore. South beat us, but we are signing Kiri. I'll finish this tweet in a sec. I'm filling the bath. Also, has anyone seen my toaster? <laughs> uh, Devonhead. I'm not taking the hash ref's fault approach. We're just the dumb football side who doesn't know how to football. <laughs> Matty McP25. We look good for about 50 minutes. Forwards rolled us. Missed goals were very costly. Also, ref's fault. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Friday night football: the North Queensland Cowboys nineteen defeats the Brisbane Broncos eighteen at thirteen hundred T Stadium, crowd of just a touch over twenty five thousand. And I saw, I bel- I, th- I want to say it was uh, Trent Slats on Twitter that he had a winning bet for Cowboys to win by one. Oh, fucking phenomenal! And, it was, and this is the thing: given the way their last two games and now three games have panned out, what do you think that was paying on, on like sports bet? It couldn't be much, surely. But then, so given the like Barsak question, bucks. oh fuck! Where you think? Yeah. <sighs> Statistically, nuts. though. Yeah, nuts. Yeah. You mean? Um, Cowboys nineteen came from tries to Matt Scott, Lockie Coote, Justin O'Neill, a Thurston with the uh, crucial field goal and the three conversions from three attempts. The Broncos eighteen came from a double to Gillett, Jordan Carr, who also with a try, uh, Carr, who one of three conversions and a uh, couple of penalty goals. And uh, Milford and Hunt both had shots at field goal. And fuck me, like Hunt, he tried a fucking line drive from like about, must have been 50 out, like <laughs> 45 feet. Like, it seemed like a really fucking long way away. And yet, and he got closer. got a piece of it. He fucking oh. smacked it. Oh. Like, that was like one of those like Cooper Cronks. Yeah. Like, except Cooper Cronk gets it straight. Yeah. But having said that, like, he fucking got all of that kick. And I mean, he had the balls to get there. He's just missed. But um, it, it got closer. And Milford, who set himself up about it seemed like 20, 20 meters. That like, was a sitter. It was a chip. Like it was. That was an absolute sitter. Twenty meters out, directly in front, an absolute. And in what was an unhappy game in general, he had that, you know some drop balls and stuff yeah. as well. Um, my that, that field goal is that it's fucking haunting. Haunting. <sighs> Rugby league is a deceptive game. It's not. It's not like basketball where there, there's the potential for a clutch shot four times a match yeah um, and and so many superstars have had so many clutch opportunities throughout their career 
Yep. You know, Milford's still the player that you would go to week in, week out. I don't think yep. he's, he's couple of drops he's tonight will, will do much harm to him. Um, but fuck, I tell you, if Jonathan Thurston is not the next immortal, whoever is chosen before him has photos of somebody on the selection committee blowing a goat. It, the goat pictures of his like is that, that, I mean that's the the common that's been a joke going around like uh, manly fans for years like is the goat pictures is Buzz Rothfield on the selection committee uh, he's got to be isn't he I don't know isn't that, uh, so I fact check. He, well here's my Let's theory that there's going to be another player probably with a gravelly voice you know who <laughs> wants to be an immortal <laughs> blindfolded Buzz Rothfield <laughs> and then he said so uh I'd like to introduce you to somebody, Buzz. Uh, I've I've got Paul Gallon in the room here, and uh, he's not wearing his shorts. And blindfolded Buzz Rothfield's just run straight over and <laughs> snapped a few photos. There you go. Thurston's not the next immortal, but um, it the Cowboys are, are sort of took their their fumbly stage and they're carrying it with them. Uh, I, I really yep. sort of hope they'd be out of that by now. But then I keep reminding myself that. At this stage last year, very few people were pegging the Cowboys for Premiership glory. Yeah. They were always well, there. Well, they lost the first lot did, four. Yeah, so, so the fact that they're in a much improved position on the ladder and in terms of form than this time last year uh, are probably good signs. And, you know, people, people like Cold felt who who really had a, a night to forget. Yeah. That's not going to be a regular And seemingly cost himself a State of Origin jersey. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Um, but, you know, you, you you look at the the people that were excelling for the Cowboys. So um, when when they were down and out and under pressure and needed somebody to to create, there was uh, Lachlan Coote. Who, did you know he was from New South Wales? Lachlan Coote? Yeah, he's from New really? South Wales. Yeah. I thought, but... but Won a premiership with the Cowboys last year too. Wow, a player, yeah. you know what? A player like that probably should come into consideration for state of origin selection. You would assume so. Hmm. <laughs> um, fuck. But um, yeah, I think look, Benny Hunt was probably more of a worry for me than than Milf. Really? Like Milf, Milf had a couple of dropsies. He was the horror um, game of the two. But of them, I thought. but Ben Hunt was oh uh, well, you know he, he let in the Matt Scott try. Yeah, and and bombed at least two that I saw just yeah. just you know Gandalfing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, not the worst time of the year to be going into a slump. Post Origin is when you want to be starting yeah. your upward trajectory. Yep. But uh, you know they've got a yeah maybe the, the Origin period. You know the Broncos have covered it fairly. Yeah, traditionally it was bad, but they seem to have covered it okay recently. Well, this year they're going to lose Thido Parker. And Oates. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, Oates is a great and, player. And, and Darius, who I yeah. always forget about. Yeah, I, I think I think they pretty much got those. I think with, with Hunt and Milford, I think they're pretty, they can yeah. pretty much cover it. And, yeah. And they, oh, they, they've got enough... Maguire. They've got enough warm bodies that they can, you know... Oh, yeah, throw definitely. In, throw in role, definitely, you know, role players. Um, Giannis Mateus. Can we just have games between the Cowboys, Broncos, Cowboys, Sharks, and Dogs? Give the rest of the teams the season off. St. George, honorary fifth. Fucking had to get St. George in there. Michael Darren, 79. Whatever happened to that second string halfback that played off the bench in the 2004 grand final for the Bulldogs? Indeed. Landrigan, Matt. I assume Broncos supporters are stoked at least another Queensland team won. 
And, uh, Edging. Yeah, uh, the base chapo. Is it safe to say Manly broke the Broncos last week? Well, it's a common scientific principle that correlation equals causation, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> the West Tigers 20 defeat the Newcastle Knights 12. Campbelltown Stadium, less than 9,000. And the Tigers 20 came from tries to Mitchell Moses, Adokar, Brooks, uh, Rankin, two or three conversions and two of two penalty goals. And uh, it's crazy, the MB happened. Um, and the Knights, they had tries to Hodkinson and Gagai and Hodkinson, two of two conversions. They made a tough fucking... <laughs> Fuck. The Knights were equally as terrible as they were last week. Make no mistake. Yeah. However, <laughs> instead of 62-0, the Tigers ground out, almost despite themselves, <laughs> ground out a, a, a relatively narrow win in the scheme of things. Man, I tell you, young Hodkinson and our dear friend Mr. Wars yes. have a lot in common. Okay. Because I would say Trent is currently doing a lot of sitting in McDonald's at four in the morning questioning his life's choices. <laughs> I was at four o'clock in the morning when he's when he's doing that. Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm yeah. making that up just to <laughs> you feel, improve yeah. the story. I mean, you, <laughs> but, uh, you, you draw, you're drawing the picture and you're, you're doing like that, you know, you know like that, that dot, that numbered, you know, drawing the dot sort of thing. It, but you're not, you may not necessarily be doing it in One, the right two, order. 12. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, interestingly enough, the, the Broncos and Cowboys game that, that preceded this wasn't a flawless game. It had, had its fair share of errors and probably more than you'd expect from both of those top-of-the-table teams. But this game was just so much less of a spectacle. And yeah. I put that down completely to effort. So when, when those two teams, the Broncos and the Cowboys, were there, even when the mistakes were, were thick and fast, the effort never wavered. Whereas yeah. in this game, the Knights had officially checked out by sort of the, the 50th minute. Yep. And it wasn't even the young guys. It, it was your, your Uartes and your Sims. Oh, Uartes checked out in 2013. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be real. Um, you know, the, if, if I see one more photo of somebody coming through to score a try yeah, and a Sims brother turning around with that, oh, look on his face, when he hadn't even attempted a tackle. <laughs> yeah. Like turning around to yeah. watch the player run past oh, him was, was as damn. good as he'd got. So, um, the, the Tigers, I think, could do with a, a little bit a little bit of, of patience and learning to build pressure. Yep. They seem to be wanting to go for the all or nothing play oh, every single yeah. set. That's Tigers, isn't it? it that's, a, that's that's in their DNA. It is and it has despite been. Complete, but... to, 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 despite like 100% player at turnover with the exception of Robbie Farah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it's a DNA thing, it has to be. Maybe as all these young guys have come out, Robbie's just told them all, no, 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 every team has flick pass coaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bellamy's got one. They do it all, all, all the time. So, um, but uh, the, the the Tigers, they, they were attacking well. They were fast and and running off each other very, very well. But it was that uh, the bullshit at the end. Yeah, they, I mean, they looked like they should have won by sixty. It looked like they were going to win by you know, by not thirty. Mm. Yet here we are. Fucking, they'd be a tough team to fucking follow. They'd be a tough ass team to follow, man. <laughs> I don't know how you guys do it. Much respect. That's it. Your tenacity. Um, <laughs> the Saguna 85. The Tigers were so, so brave today. Have to be a lot more braver next week when we take on the Broncos minus their X-Factor stars. Just for you, that one was clearly. Biggest Tiger finally beats the Knights. I feel baptised and cleansed. No longer the worst. Hash, not the worst. <laughs> asterisk. 
Oh, where are we? The Canberra Raiders, 38. Pump the Warriors. Yarrow Stadium, wherever the... What, where, what, what town was that? Where they New, were New Plymouth. New Plymouth. 12,833 in attendance. And uh, the Raiders, 38, came from fucking everybody. Uh, Austin, Croker, <laughs> BJ Lua, Papali, Hodgson, and Edric Lee. Croker, five of six conversions and a couple of penalty goals. Defeating the Warriors, 12. Tries to Johnson and Blakey. And uh, Sean Johnson, two or two conversions. Yeah. Is Lailua a Kiwi? Look, I don't know. Has he not played for one of the island teams? Ah, uh, has he? Represented? Okay. Because he, based, purely on form, if he's eligible, yep. he should be in the New South Wales Origin team. He, and, and in, in tandem with Rapana, mm. those guys have been fucking great so, of late. And, and even that try scored. Yep. It was one of those ones where it looked like an optical illusion that he yep. was going to be brought down, and he stuck his arm out, and it was almost like he grew four feet. Yeah, and and go go gadgeted it. How's it? How's the how's the night so like? You let that guy <sighs> walk like. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, poor old Warriors. He uh, if, if there's anything they should not play in, it's light drizzle. Yeah. It's uh, it it doesn't help their case, but. Instead of the usual rocks and diamonds this week, it was more like a uh, a quarry versus a, a ring from a twenty cent machine in terms of their, their ratios. But uh, good to see Isaac Luke has bought into the team culture, dropping yep. dropping plenty of ball in his own end. Generally, just half um, So <laughs> <laughs> For Canberra, Blake Austin looks like he's you know, back in form. Yep. I'm still convinced that he hasn't been a hundred percent for the last couple of weeks, but he he really started to look like he was. He was back to, to trusting his body on the pitch and, and running like he was when he was in that purple patch yep. last year, which can can only be, be good for the team. Uh, and Jared Croker as well. Like he, he he gets a, a fair bit of shit for for his crying game antics. Both his his Look, crying. We like and... the, we like uh, we like the the fact he's got like that permatiers sort of yeah. know, condition. It's, it's fun it's fun for us to, to you know to poke fun at, but I mean goal kicking wise and even like general play like he's yeah fucking decent man like he he would be the prime example I'm thinking at the moment of of a guy who doesn't have the size yep like the the opposing players in his position have overtaken him in terms of their size he's got a, a fair amount of pace and he's he's quick off the mark and he doesn't have a, a whole lot of natural skill but he obviously just works really hard yeah I can imagine him as being the guy who's at training Doing the an hour before everybody else and yep. goes home an hour after everybody's left. Um, but but de- depending on their draw later in the season, uh, if, if the Sharks can keep on this with the sort of players they've got now, if they can keep their Papalis and those sort of guys fit, um, I don't see a reason they can't be sort of challenging 7th, 6th, Maybe yeah. a little higher, doubtful, but it's, um, consistency is the thing, though. Because I mean, like they, they they could turn around next week and get done by the fucking knights. Yeah, like, that's maybe it. Maybe not knights. That's yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um, inconceivable, but um. But I think the the fate the of the Tigers. Raiders, the fate yeah. of the Raiders rests on on Blake Austin. Oh. And and his attitude. If he's on the field, yeah, he needs to be firing. Yep. Uh, Warriors suck balls. Warriors still suck, but somehow the coach has nothing to do with it. Bullshit. I my I answer that tweet with a question. Who said the coach has nothing to do with it? Fucking come on. I mean that's that's been my my line all year. And I'm not like Robinson Crusoe here. I mean it's 
just, you know, I'm not coming up with some revolutionary shit. I mean, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, you know, like, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure everyone sees that um, more so. And I picked the Warriors. Why? Ashford and the team. Silly fuck. <laughs> Slippy. It's just funny. When you know when when, when Blake Ashford isn't the biggest fucking liability in the side, you know you've got problems. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck. Slippy underscore eel. Croker's goal kicking is a sight to behold. Through the rain and tears, his stroke is beautiful. <laughs> it is. And uh, John 17. Cue in the rack for another season for us Warriors. What deals are available for Bali return at this time of year? <laughs> <laughs> Early, early to jump off, mate. Early. Uh, Cronulla Southern Sharks, 20. Defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls, 12. At Reclaim Australia Stadium. With a crowd of 16,601. Um, Sharks, 20. Came from tries to Fecky. Valentine Holmes, Ben Barber. Maloney, two or three conversions and two penalty goals. Manly tries to Tommy Turbo, Jamie Bureau and Braden William. And uh, Jamie Lyon missed all his fucking goals. After barely missing a goal, like, all season. Yeah. And a fucking shocker. Jeez, could have used him on this one. It's almost like he's got bad, bad karma from doing something completely cuntish and I think fucking just, off the. I think he was just distracted the by the fact league. that. Uh, I think he was just distracted by the fact that it's origin time and he's going to get fucking questions. <laughs> His name's going to keep coming up as, as not playing yeah. for New South Wales. Yeah, that, that's that's plausible. Which would be annoying. I mean, it's like the fucking. It's like that that psycho ex girlfriend just can't. <laughs> just can't get over the fact that yeah look yeah. I, I don't I just I'm not I'm not I'm not into you anymore I didn't think you'd it's admit, not you it's me I didn't think you'd admit that he's that mentally fragile that the prospect of questions would be enough I, to put him off all of his goals it's just it's just annoying yeah. it's not like it's not fragile thing it's just fucking annoying it's like if you were sitting here trying to do, do the show and I'm just sat there and I'm just like next to you going Jay 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 guess what is what, <laughs> and you'd be cool for a little. You'd be, you'd be cool for a bit, but oh, you know, yeah, yeah. three minutes down the track though, <laughs> and you're just looking for something to stab me or yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead, mate. I'll I'll leave the um the manly demolition to you. I I oh, can't say anything that the football gods haven't done to them oh, after his pathetic dive, you. cunting rugby league, and a all huge, it stands for. A huge fucking win this week for Manly, in that Trent Barrett <laughs> listened. To the voice of the people, me, and I'm not the only. Once again, I'm not Robin Scruzzo here. Jamie Lyon, five eighth, Dylan Walker, centre, and they actually fucking they they actually played not too bad. I mean, the, this game had a little bit of that Souths game to it in that they put themselves behind pretty quickly. Like I think they're down like twelve nothing, and once again dominated the rest of the game, but let them have too much of a too much of a, a jump out of the gates at the start, and um and. They, they still, despite that, they still probably should have won that game. I mean, it was a very fair try disallowed. Um, so I think it was Willie Arm that uh, scored after um, Barber dropped the ball, dropped the bomb, and, uh, yeah, they said that Brett Stewart interfered with him. But actually, Valentine Holmes tried to run Brett Stewart off the ball and ran him into Barber. So, you know, what's the guy going to do? He got he got, he got got shoved into, into Barber, and then, yeah. you know, so penalty to the, the Sharks. It's almost like there's some invisible force just cunting manly. <laughs> Yeah, but I think it, I, th- I think that you you're probably right, but not you're not directing it in the right way. It's actually uh, the Fenua Blake Karma. For, I mean, because as we know, Louis Karma was a powerful force. Fergie Karma's obviously cutting me, so well and truly. And uh, Fenua Blake Karma, of course, is hitting us because you know why sign fucking wife beating or you know sexual assaulting mm. cocksuckers to your side. Um, yeah, like sharks were okay, but. They really have to thank for this game. They really need to thank fucking Fafita because they were fucking shot. 
until he came on in for his stint, sort of, you know, <coughs> what was it, about probably, you know, 65, 60 minutes or whatever, before he came on for his last stint, they were fucking done. And it was solely off the back of him charging, you know, his charges. Mm. That's what ultimately got them the try that got them in front um, to take the game. And uh, and so, yeah, they... they he, amazing and amazing for him to hit that kind of patch, you know, just in time for Origin. So if he can replicate that sort of shit in an Origin game, then yeah, you'd uh, be very, very happy with that. Very, you'd be very, very happy with that. Um, oh man, so I, I mean, once thankfully they're fucking. At least they look like they wanted to win again. It seems it's it's weird that they these slow starts are really fuckers. Like they were dead set uninterested for like mm. nearly the entire first half. Yeah. And and it's it's kind of like they get a try or something good goes their way and then they're like, oh, oh fuck, let's go. And then you can see the energy picks up. Guess what? You're professional footballers. Yeah. You shouldn't need that. You you should be... That's that's your default position. And then, you know, things go against teams in games and maybe, you know, you, you have your ebbs and flows throughout, like as, as all teams do. But you should be starting at that fucking, like you know, dog at a gate sort of thing, you know, ready to unleash yeah. when you get yep. on the field. Yep. And they're not doing it. And I mean, I just, I don't think, uh, Trent, <laughs> I don't think Trent Barrett's up to the job. So uh, on, on one of those shows through the week, um, uh, Steve Renoff said, you know, was, was, he was asked by Paul Kent, is like, um, you know, why isn't Manly, you know, why aren't they the team that we thought they'd be this year? And he's like, oh, look, because I, I, I don't think that Trent Barrett's up to the job. <laughs> and so look, credit to you for, 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 for di- dispensing the real talk. Uh, Steve Renoff, but then he also said it would be great for um, for uh, Adam Reynolds to get in New South Wales side so he could play with his brother. <laughs> so, you know, sw- swings and roundabouts there. <laughs> which, I don't know which one invalidates the other one. Um, I'd like to think that the Reynolds thing was the, was the, the, the momentary lapse of sanity and not the other way around. But, uh, yeah. Um, He's an oracle. <laughs> He's, a he's he's something. <laughs> he's something. He's a fucking great player. <laughs> not you know, you know, speaker slash you know thinker. Yeah, maybe not. Um, he's more like a yeah, not even a cultured pearl really. <laughs> it comes to the brain. <laughs> like just like a just like a fucking oyster that's been left out in the sun. Um, Caleb Shanks. Anyway, Sharks have won eight in a row now, so I'm getting a commemorative frame picture of me clapping during the eighth minute of the next game. <laughs> uh, Cruzy Zero Six. I wonder when the Sharks are releasing "We Beat Manly Hoodoo" over, over "We We Beat Manly Hoodoo" over memorabilia. Ash marketing genius. Ash moist for trophy. Ash the thirst is real. And this is all in reference to the fact that they released like one of those things that you see advertised on wildlife yeah. sports in the break between you know in the, at the tea break of cricket, where you know it's usually like. Oh, you know, some fucking player scored, you know, 500 runs. And, you know, he's put, you know, raised the bat. That's probably, you know, that's a fantastic achievement. Yep. Yeah. That's or, an actual you know, achievement. Yeah. Shane Warne's taken fucking, you know, his X hundredth wicket. Yep. And here's the, you know, we've got the, the run up and here's an action shot of big, like, panorama of the fucking pitch with him delivering the ball and, you know, maybe some little photos afterwards with the catch or, you know, whatever happened. Totally cool. Great, you know, big sporting historical moments and shit, right? Sharks release one. Beat the Knights 62 nil. <laughs> we and, beat uh, a reserve grade side by a lot of points in the regular season. We beat a team that is the worst. Like every year, they talk about, oh, this is the closest season ever. Blah blah. blah. This is the, this is like you beat a team that is making a live at this year. Like, that team is so fucking bad and off the pace. <laughs> it's just a joke. Uh, the, not only are they bad side. The, the bad side crushed by injury as well, so they're even worse than the you know the, the level they started at. Oh man! 
How hard up for fucking memory? I, mean, I would love to get sales figures. In fact, I might even tweet them and just be real polite and just go like, just yeah, how how yeah. many how many of those things that you know have been gobbled yeah. up? Nice. If they've sold more than ten, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> wake up these sales. Uh. Mario Siegs, a knock on my door, a strange package. Oh look, brown paper bag filled with dicks. I only note was shove this in your X Factor. <laughs> on a daily bailus. I nominate Trent Barrett to eat the entirety of the bag of dicks coming Manly's way. Second and special K online. A special delivery of stuffed crust dicks for Nate, stuffed with the seed of Valentine Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> Solzy04. Can we forget the bag of dicks for a week and just appreciate a good game of footy? Hash, no. Uh, Wally Frogmore. Sharks finishing the round on top of the ladder has them on track for the same success as 1988 and 99. Hash, put out your dicks. And um, the funny thing is, like going back to that memorabilia thing, it was that win over the Knights that, that put them on the top of the table because it's just a for and against thing because it's yeah. still there as well. Uh, here we go. The Gold Coast Titans, 28, defeated the Penny Panthers, 24. Down at the Muddy Puddle, crowd of just over 11,000. The Titans, 28, tries to Greg Bird. Fucker right in the passy. Nathan Peets, Ashley Taylor, Anthony Dawn. Tyron Roberts, two of, th- two of two conversions, sorry. Ash Taylor, two of three. The Panthers, 24, came to tries. The DWZ, Tyrone Peachy, Josh Mansour, Latu, three of four conversions for Sowie and a penalty goal. Explain yourself. Yeah. Look, I, I try to keep this one in perspective. You know, at, at the end of the day, we're going to the origin period. We're in the top eight. Thank you, Parramatta. <sighs> Um, oh, so that's that's top eight asterisk way. Damn straight. When the when the points are gone, you're in the top eight. Is that what you're saying? Damn straight. <laughs> um, I've not looked at the table. And, yeah. and we still have half a season with a relatively healthy side. Yeah. It, tr- trying to think of it and and look at the game in in an intelligent manner. Do you know who Noam, Noam Chomsky is? Yes. Okay, so so for the the uninitiated out there, Noam Chomsky is probably the the greatest intellectual of our time and, and the last hundred years probably known for deep thought and critical analysis of many 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 different subjects uh, and he has a quote that I think summed up the end of this game perfectly he once said Tyrone Peachy you fucking can't you're a professional fucking footballer dive on the fucking ball to force a scrum and don't let the fucking Titans run off with the game <laughs> Oh, that's one of your best. <laughs> I was like, fucking, hey, which, oh, I'm, I'm trying to, look, I'm fucking, I've read a lot of his shit, but I can't, there's no readily, there's no readily applicable fucking quote that I can, it, that I can tie to a rugby league game. Like, it's just, it's this schoolboy shit. Yeah. That gets me more than anything. Um, we, we give ourselves plenty of chances and, you know, I, I spoke openly about the sad state of my fucking hemorrhoids last week. Yes. Yes. Uh, I needed some fucking maxi pads after this one. Yep. Because there was explosions. Um, again, putting it back into back into perspective, that's not going to happen every week. Yep. You know the the biggest thing we need to fix is our goal line defence. And and really just getting back to that that stage we were at early in the season that that saw us taking off teams like the Broncos. Yep. You know, going down to the Cowboys by by uh, only a little bit. And back then we were playing very, very controlled football and earning territory 
and then earning the right to throw yep. 34 offloads in a set and and a bullshit wraparound play and a Moylan tap on and, and score a try. Yep. You know, we we were using Soward's boot to build some pressure. And even in this game, you know, the, the points we scored were, were often off the back of repeat sets. Yep. So we just desperately need to get back to that, say that, okay, well, well the razzle-dazzle is all good and well. Uh, we, we just need to earn the right to play that yep. in the right part of the field after we've had some possession. Uh, to the Titans' credit, they're, they're in there just, just purely trusting each other and playing for each other. Uh, and and people like Ryan James, who I think was a little bit unlucky to miss out on, on rep selection. Oh, yeah. But, I, can, I can see the arguments for having him there, but I just he just seems to be a risk. He's like a powder keg. Put him in an emotional environment like that, and then the old, then you'll turn back into the old Ryan James. No, you're thinking long-haired Ryan James, sensible haircut Ryan James, <laughs> different animal entirely. Um, and you know, uh, people, are, you know, again, Roberts looks to be a different player than than he was at the Knights. He's playing mm. with with his newfound confidence, and and looks like he's enjoying being up at the Titans as well. So playing with the intensity of someone who um, doesn't want to lose his place to Kane <laughs> Uh, it was a, a well-deserved win for the Titans. You know, they you, you talk about hoodoo teams. They yep. seem to be be one that has the wood on us, no matter where they or we are on the table. Yep. Um, when whenever they play us. So they, what's the what's the ledger stand out historically? Because I'll be honest, I, I I couldn't tell you what happened last time. Uh, they got us this. in Bathurst uh, last year uh, when when they really shouldn't have. We, we were on the upwards trajectory, but um, in in terms of of where they go, I'm not sure how much improvement they've got left in them. Uh, I, th- I think they may have sort of peaked at their their level for the year. Uh, but if Penrith don't show some distinct improvement, then then we're going to have a, a disappointing second half to the season. Shutter eighty six. By the way, did either of your heads explode when the Pete's try was called ironic? Hash. It's like Rayang. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I wonder how many of those heartbroken. Parramatta fans yeah. got out to see him play. Yeah. It's not like it's a fucking massive trek. And did and, and, and he's a did did they you know stand and applaud in the you know, seventh minute or you know, yeah. ninth minute or fucking talk a good game, Parramatta fans. Yep. That was a one one week of, you know, virtue signalling and you know, they're back to their old selves now. Uh Warriors suck balls. Busted ACL, season done, need a centre, Panthers need Harrell, hash, Hiku Haiku. Yeah. That was his second, and he's got happy now, hash, hash, Haiku Nazi police, because the first time he sent me a Haiku in 5-3-5 format, and although that is acceptable in some in some instances, it's not the, it's not the traditionally uh, established 5-7-5 Haiku format, and I just, I just, just friendly said, look, what the fuck is that? <laughs> You call that a haiku, motherfucker? I mean, like, it's certainly yeah. the Hiku haiku yeah. Look, it, it's a does loss. follow the traditional 575. It, it's a loss to, to lose Hiku, but it's not an insurmountable loss. Well, let's yeah. face it, you guys are used to losing fucking backline yeah. players. And if there's one thing we have an abundance of, it's, it's yeah. you know, fast outside backs. Yep. Yeah. Astronauts. The little titans that could outclassing Penrith with a win that shows some real X-factor. Hammers, that's H4MMERZ. Jay's going to have to write some new material for his Titans reviews. Yes, 
the template thrown out. It's pretty much thrown out ever since we said there needed to be templates. <laughs> no, no. um, up 23, Will Zillman makes Matt Moylan look like a young Darren Lockyer. Lot to unpack there. Mm. And Hammers again, I said Parsi getting close to the revelation of the year. Big fan of Parsi. I love Parsi, but um, basically like Charlie Gubb's about three more videos away from fucking winning the revelation. Yeah. In fact, I've been thinking of doing it the last couple of days and I might, and I might actually do it I might do it from the Twitter account. I was like, I'm just like like old like old Simon who who was tweeting about uh, about the the Tigers signing uh, Elijah Taylor. He did like I'm going to tweet Tigers every day until they sign Elijah Taylor. And he tweeted like it was obviously rumored at that point it was going to happen anyway. But he's done he's done it about seven days. He was in the, he got in yeah. paper and everything for it. So I went to tweet the Warriors every day. I think I do it from Twitter because can the other someone, please blocked. can someone songify the Charlie Gun. <laughs> That's that's actually like that, that takes a lot of manual work to songify stuff. No, they got an app for that. No, no, I've I've got the software. <laughs> it's hard. It. You've got to do, you've got to do a lot of fu- you you got to do a lot of fucking work. Yeah, to the get fuck it else are you gonna do? I wish it was an automatic thing you could just run like a some sort of filter you could just pass over a, a, an audio file. But unfortunately, there's a songify app. You play it into the app. Yeah, but I mean it doesn't work that great. Believe me, I've had. Well, then put the time in. What do you want? <laughs> I, I, I ain't nobody got time for that. Stop bringing me problems. Bring me solutions. And Songify Charlie solution. Gubb videos. You use a fucking <laughs> But I'll tweet him every day. I'll say, like, yeah, where's... I'm going to tweet the New Zealand Warriors every day until they release the next episode of Char- Charlie, Charlie Gubb fucking tells us how to live our lives. Um, <laughs> the Bulldogs, 32, defeat the Roosters, 20. Uh, ANZ Stadium, crowd of just over 17,500. Doggies, 32, tries to... Or hat trip, Tyrone Phillips. Josh Reynolds and Rona also tries... Kerrit Hole and 5 of 5 conversions and a penalty goal. The Roosters 20 came from double to Latrell Mitchell. Tupo and Madison also with tries and uh, SST 2 of 4 conversions. Yeah, the uh, the Dogs had, had the win based on two players doing things outside of their, you know, usual jobs. Yep. And uh, by that I mean Jackson with his beautiful cutout running at pace, mm-hmm. throwing out wide, and, uh, and Reynolds playing and and darting and weaving like a like a fullback, but I, I do really like when positional players show things that's you know, oh my god surprise defenders. Yeah. And and I really don't understand why more coaches don't look at their back rowers and and have them training on yep. throwing nice cutout balls and and getting the, the space. dogs. The, I mean, it's not an uncommon thing for the dogs to have these guys throwing these fuck. I mean, you've yeah. I mean we've seen. Like Sam Cassiano yeah. throwing these fucking ridiculous flat yeah. cutout balls it's, ten meters out, like, you know. And it always catches defenses out. Yeah. Um, for the Roosters, the the kid at the back, Latrell, Shaniqua, Latrell Inglis. Um, yeah, he he's guaranteeing every week he's going to be called the young somebody mm-hmm. for, for as long as he's around. But um. Again, just temp- tempers his passion a little bit, and and he'll be a, a force to be reckoned with. Yep. You know, he cost himself some time in the bin with a a silly penalty that he didn't need yep. to give. It wasn't as if they were going to get up and score. Although in that part of the field with that tackle, he was sent off. Um, but the the dogs, I think, probably should have capitalised on that time more. Yeah. And and it just felt for me that they spent most of that game in in almost third gear. Uh, but if you can stay in third gear and still and come still away comfortably with the two points, so, yeah. uh, that's that's not the worst position to be in. Like you never felt like at any stage, I never felt like any stage they're going to lose the game. Yeah, 
I mean, it's, it's funny, like, when you're watching a game, and this is something I found this year, because, I mean, I'm doing the vast majority of my game watching is taking place on the app. Yep. And so, when you're doing that, it, it, it actually forces, you know, you're not tweeting games during games, because, you know, you're actually just watching the, the app. Yeah. And then maybe, like, half-time, or, like, after a try scored or something, you know, switch over and just, and just see yep. what's going down. But, like, East fans, very hopeful, to say, oh, we're getting back into it. But I was like... Yeah, no. You know, obviously, you know, watching watching through the the non-fan of either side prism, uh, look fairly fairly standard for the doggies. GT three fifty one underscore Johns, nice to get a win. Even better that Gronk Fergie Ferg was outplayed by J Moz, and our mascot evaded that Grub Pierce. And yeah, Fergie Ferg, he's done fucking nothing. And like, who ends up in Origin? Yeah, last year, last year Ferguson when he first made his comeback. What I can concede is that he played, you know, he had some amazing fucking games, right? Yep. And that was... But this year, he's been, like, terrible the entire year. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, he's, he's, done some, he's done some stuff, but it's never outweighed the bad. What really worried me was those times in the beginning of the year when the Roosters were busteds, mm-hmm. and he was fucked. We'd yep. be looking at him to take a, a leading role and really yep. show the attitude to come through. Yeah. He was nowhere to be found. Yeah, exactly. Spineless cunt. That was one of those tries there from the doggies where you just saw like, like Aiden Guerra just fucking reaching for like it was when Reynolds took off. Yeah. And 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 and, and, and Guerra was just like reaching and I don't know who the other guy was on the on the right hand side of that and but he didn't even raise his arms and he looked like trying to make yeah, a tackle. Exactly. Guerra just sort of half assed reached out with two hands and then later on down there there's a you know, Fergie Ferg he also had a fucking yep. you know, disastrous attempt to at tackle. Um Aussie Jag at Aussie Jag. Great game, doggies. Great to beat a team of grubs. No redemption story here, Mitchell or Fergo. Uh, Earthboy75. I want to say he's an East fan. Making decisions like they do. No wonder they have to put him in a bunker. Hash cockhead factor. <laughs> and he tweeted like there's the three refs fault tweets in there. <laughs> uh, Cole underscore 316. Still waving my white flag. Fucking roosters. Monday night foot bitch, the Melbourne Storm 18 defeat the Parramatta Eel 6 at the Pillow Fortress under 9,000 in attendance and the scorers were as follows. Gunigugu got a double. Corey Betty and Chase Blair also with tries. Uh, Cameron Smith, uh, bad night in the boot, one of four conversions. The Eels tried a Jennings and a conversion to Flash Gordon. Nice. Has there ever been a Fijian Civil War? No. I mean, that doesn't strike the, me as a very you, warlike... Well, you get well. You get old, mate. You get the general, like what was that guy's name? Uh, Sidney Rambuka, or you know, like the general who, like, you know, they, 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 they've had a couple of coups. General Gunigugu. Yeah, no, I think it was like fantastic. Ram, Ram, but, Rambuka uh, or something like that. Fiji on Fiji action. Yeah, and it was the real. Well, the you know Australian Fijian <laughs> came off second best <laughs> on this occasion. It, uh, at the beginning of the year, I had not pegged the Storm as the sort of team. That would be bashing teams up the middle. You yeah, know, the their forwards are, are competent, but but in the last couple of weeks they're really showing much more dominance in that centre portion of the field than, than I thought they were capable of, uh, and and it's just giving their outside backs way too much room. Yeah, and it it could also be the fact that Craig Bellamy has obviously skinned a man alive at training in front of his players because uh, Munster was fucking busted and there, I know people came out and said oh it was just a minor sprain or yeah, yeah. Or that. but he was 
fucked and he refused to go off the field and there were stages where he was taking catches almost one handed and yeah. landing on his arm and yeah. you could see he, he was hurting yeah and he was afraid to go off to see Craig <laughs> so that's <laughs> That's some scary shit, but um, you you got a feel for the the Eels players, you know. And, and apart from fuckwits that, that go out to casinos the night before, but um, if it wasn't for the absolute fuckery of their board, these couple of losses would have been nothing more than just tough a, games, a mid-season slump. Yeah, you've dropped. They're two playing games. Storm, who were like you know on top of the ladder, like yeah. you know it's a they're relatively tight. I mean, well, you know, tight scoreline. I mean, the, the, the end of the day, I mean, it was four tries to one. So yeah. it was it's fairly comprehensive in an unspectacular and, you know, fairly uninteresting game. But And and it's in, the more I look at this, the more I think that maybe we did give Greenberg too much credit and that he actually still is an evil cunt. Because if you'd have said to Parramatta, no, you lose all your points and you lose them all for the rest of the year, yeah, they're free and easy. Yeah. They're building for next year. They've yeah. got nothing. They can just go out there. Chuck it around, no pressure. Exactly. Yeah. All of a sudden, they've lost a good season He's twice. He's put them in absolute pressure cooker. <laughs> so they've lost their season of destiny because they've lost the points they've gained already. Yep. And uh, then they get to lose it again for themselves. Yeah, and by, they haven't, haven't, haven't got a point By since. losing three games. Also, uh, mental toughness-wise, I mean, they're definitely not the storm of 2010 or whatever no, it was. Like, no, 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 they no, came no. out angry and just started fucking pounding teams by yeah. 40 points. Yeah. Eels are just like... Please, sir, may I have another? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it comes back to that patience thing. And I, I see it across a lot of teams that gone are the, are the glory days of actually marching up the other end of the field and then kicking for for repeat pressure and repeat yeah. sets. And I, yeah. I think the seven-tackle set and the threat of that's had a, a fair bit to do with yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, good, uh, good halves should be good enough Yep. To not kick balls dead. Yep. Yep. Foran, like, he seems to have one arm too. He's talking about Munster. I mean, like, Foran seems to have... He, he, you know, he's... I mean, people, you would you you could argue that he was brought back in early from his fucking, you know, yeah. depression and you know, the rest of it. But I think he actually doesn't look 100%, you know, mm. injury-wise either. So, you know, strange, strange choice. Tried his hardest, but, um, yeah, not to be. Uh, there's something else I want to say about this game, I... Fuck if I can remember. Oh, how's that? That kick was it? Was it green for fucking Corbetti? Oh, like he might have his problems in defence, but that fucking yeah. guy, mate. Like, jeez, he can score a try. Yeah. And it's just like, and the speed and the skill to take that ball. I mean, to the fact that where you look at it and you go, well, no, you, you know, he, could, he had to have started ten metres ahead of the yeah, fucking it, like. But yeah, on. again, this, this is the point. You see yeah. what Bellamy does with these people that are, that are troubled in other teams. Yeah. Imagine if he had a Sean Johnson. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, yeah. a waste of talent. On a daily bailiff. Presumably, Supercoach Arthur deliberately setting it up for 12 out of 12 just to give everyone else a chance. <laughs> Hash, two seasons, zero finals. The real Jedi. Reckon if Foran had a time machine, he would go back and... Do you reckon if Foran had a time machine, he would go back and stay with Manly? Look at what chasing Supercoach BA has done for him. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, no, I Life see, in the I, toilet. I disagree with that completely. All I, I'm I, saying is he was richer and less mental health issues and with more wife and kids when he was at Manly. Yeah, but if he'd have stayed at Manly, he'd have the ghost of rugby league 
fucking him up the ass as it's doing the rest of Manly because of <laughs> Jamie Lyons' country. Jamie Lyons is like literally one of the only players in history I really hasn't cutted something or somebody. Yeah, except all of his kicks for goal last week. Coincidence? Yeah, well, yeah. I think not. Stuart Mahler. I'm shooting in late. Update me on the stats. How many buses Corey Norman had? <laughs> Slippy underscore eel. Oh, well, 12 from 13, not such a bad situation. It's not like we're losing anyone important to origin. That is actually true. Arpop, para looking like the cellar dwellers they currently are. Real shame, that, you cheating scumbags. Jeez. He's a, cow- he's a Cowboys fan. I mean, you know, he's, do you really need to have that hate in you? you know? Maybe try and live a little bit more mindfully, mate. And fuck, you're already up around the top of the table. You, your team wins and stuff. I mean, you're carrying a lot around there, bud. Tall Hayden. Jeez, Parramatta have been awful since Watmo retired. Have they fuck? <laughs> Voodoo Rock. Clearly, we just want to get our three losses done and then go on a 12-game winning streak. Hash. Nope, I don't even believe that shit. Well, you know, this. You know, maybe maybe they're going to, you know, they've got another, another game to lose for, you know, 12 of 12, and then perhaps Jared Hayne comes back <laughs> and they go on a fucking streak off the back yeah. of Jared Hayne. I don't know. Magic run. Yeah. Um, so what? There's twelve or thirteen now. How many? How many do you reckon? Like looking at the crystal ball right now. How many do you reckon they get out of the the twelve? Uh, hang on a second. I just want to have a look at their their draw. Oh well, they've got Newcastle this week. So well, there's least one. one. <laughs> 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 yeah. So um, I again yeah, six. The, the, I'm only going to look at their draw and say six. The, there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation and, oh you know would would he would he have stayed would he have gone would he have this would he have that but you know if Arthur's worth his salt he's building for next year at this stage anyway yeah you would think so so yeah I, I think you're about right I think if they win half a dozen out of their 12 would it be a good outcome for them Previews for uh, round 12, is it? Um, and yeah, we only got a couple of games this week, even though we're starting to ease into that origin time, bye weeks and whatnot. Friday night football, the Brisbane Broncos take on the West Tigers at Suncorp Stadium. And uh, this one, obviously, it's uh, origin affected. Uh, Jordan Carr, who goes to fullback for the Broncos. Greg Eden moves on to wing. Uh, their centres remain you know, in Jack Reed and James Roberts. Lachlan Maranta makes his return to the wing. Sensational. <laughs> Uh, and otherwise, you know, it's really just you know shuffling, shuffling a couple of guys down. I mean, you really see the the, uh, the changes for the Broncos uh, on their bench, you know, which is you know, almost a completely new bench, you know, to what they would ordinarily have, with the exception of Cody Nikarima. Um, see, he's he's signed. Did he sign with the Storm, or is he going to, or is it a rumor, or he did, or I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything official. I would I would never have thought um, that those two Nikarima guys would ever leave, leave ever leave Brisbane. My brother. Um, worked with their father for years and fuck me they are Broncos fans does one of them play for East now? yeah yeah, yeah. I would never have thought they would have um, both them, you know, lost both of them but maybe they didn't have a choice yeah there you go uh, Tigers well I mean arguably they've improved with Farrah not being the side <laughs> however they have lost Woods as well and uh, and you know Teddy still not you know not around tell you what when Brisbane can lose what is it five players to state of origin? Yeah, and what's that? So they've lost their fullback. So couple, they'll lose couple, couple of forwards. Darius, 
Um, Oates, Oates, a couple of forwards, like Sammy, Parker, Maguire. Maguire. So, yeah. yeah. All fairly key, you know, and, key uh, contributors. Gillette. And Gillette, yeah, so that's, that's okay. So they, they can lose that. And what West is Tigers are still paying $4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think, uh, I think Brisbane will continue their undefeated run at home. And I'm definitely not that tidy so kind of guy, but I mean, like they said, the decline was over. Nope. Yeah, I'm the fucking idiot. The decline's over. Yeah, okay. All right. And uh, I've got a tweet from uh, Saguna on this one. Glenn, looking at the draw for next week's round of games. Great. we got the Tigers. Guaranteed two points. So is this uh, the 2016 Glenn Blakely Glenn Cup? Glenn Blakely Cup, it is. Yes, indeed. Phenomenal. Um, I think the one played at Suncorp, if they if they were to play twice in the season, I think the one at Suncorp should be the, yep. the one. Sam, and, can uh, you tweet out that picture of the cup? Yep. Can, we, can we now put that on a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember who the roadblock to that was last year. Yeah. And fuck, fucking last time this the, the Glenn Blakely Cup, it was a I don't even remember the scoreline, but it was fucking like it was hectic. Like it was like fifty. The Broncos scored fifty points, didn't they? Yeah. It's pretty bad. But um, you know, we all got to go on the ground afterwards and fucking roll around the grass in Lang Park and everything. So you know, feel the fucking you know, feel the the, the chill as the fucking. The, you know, the, the spirits of the dump below us. St. <laughs> <laughs> George Illawarra Dragons versus the North Queensland Cowboys at win. Okay, so Cowboys obviously affected, no but not, yeah, no, no first. No row. No, no Morgan. No Morgan. Could have been worse, but it's not great. But the Dragons are the Dragons. They too haven't been, you know, plundered that hard. What, they've just lost Dugan, is that it? Yeah. yeah. So, but they're not a very good team. <laughs> <laughs> so let's it's more the Queen North Queensland, <coughs> North Queensland Cowboys are, are playing with a handicap this week but they're playing a handicapped side <laughs> you know so there's a slight difference but I, I think, Jerome Hughes and Ray Ray can they can they fucking guide that team around I, I think that if the, the threat here is that if Lachlan Coote goes on an absolute barnstormer mm-hmm um, and and can potentially make a claim for state of origin too. Yep. Here, uh, I I think it it's going to be a very interesting matchup. Queensland yeah. usually pick and stick too, but I mean, Kai felt if he you know with a with a great performance, yeah, you know, he might also be able to put himself in the frame. So uh, yeah, look, uh, I just think it's it's too much of a loss with mm-hmm. with their front rowers. Um, with the JT and, and Morgan gone. It's tough. Yeah, so... Um, I'm, I'm going to go the Dragons. Like, everything you know, logically tells me to go for the Dragons, like but then I look at it and it's the Dragons. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Leave that one out of your multi. Canberra Raiders take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs down in Canberra, San Diego. The Raiders got off fairly... They're looking, they're looking like a fairly settled lineup to me. The doggies, though, they're still like, I think there's enough. Well, so we got Josh. Well, see, Josh Morris. Yeah, Josh Morris is there. So what happened to him with Origin? Because I was looking at that Origin side, and he was named he's in the named. squad. He won't be there. He won't but be. Uh, but they're not going to play. Yeah. Okay. So the the doggies are basically naming him with the expectation that he won't be called upon to play yeah. in, the, in the in the game. Yeah. So. so Look, I, yeah, doggies. It, is this, oh, yeah, again, to, you've, is you've this the off week or the on week? This, this is an off week for them. Yeah, they it? broke that hoodoo last week, though. Yeah. See, why do teams go and do that? I know. It just it makes it so make difficult. Life tough for me. 
this is really the you know Techno Viking vs Reynolds in the Origin Snub Cup. Yep. I still, I, I, I still think. I mean, it's just, if this off week thing, I think the, yeah. the doggies are. The, the, there's less variation. When are they playing? They're is playing Sunday? on a Sunday afternoon. So no hopper. So uh, yeah, a Sunday four. So no hopper. But so you got you know the great Sam Parrot. I say with a straight face. This is actually really tough because we're going up that side of the year where Canberra's a thing too. Yeah. Like, as the venue is a thing. Yeah. Not quite there yet, but. Great win over the Warriors last week away. I'm struggling. What are the t- what's the odds in this one? TRB? I think I'm going to have to go Canberra. Um, yeah, Canberra's a dollar sixty-five versus what two dollars? Two twenty-five. Two twenty-five. Mm. Yeah. Look, when in doubt, you go the home team, don't you? Yeah, I mean, especially it. when it's Canberra. But and I think Canberra have lost lost less in Papali. Yeah, I, I, than... yeah. I think that, I don't think the doggies are out of it though. I've got a, I don't know, I've just got a feeling to mm. survive. Monday night foot bitch, Newcastle Knights versus Parramatta Eels. This is one of those classic Spooner Palooza fucking Vuvuzela matchups from a couple of years ago where it was always a combination of Knights, Eels, or Sharks. <laughs> this time we got night. them together. It's a Monday night. Newcastle, absolutely diabolical as as they have been uh, for, you know, the last couple of years. The Parramatta Eels, you know, it's supposedly it's a you know they're a team on the up, but they've been playing like a bunch of busters ever since they got their soul removed um, by by the bald headed demon. I would love, Greenberg. I would love for Newcastle to have their grand final this week. Oh fuck! If anything, <laughs> the pro- the problem is that Origin has has pretty much untouched Parramatta. the Parramatta side. Yeah. However, you know Trent Hodgkinson being dropped as uh, Jalen Feeney returns in the six, so that's an interestingly shit selection from Newcastle Knights. And fuck, they're gonna. Is this the one that turns the turns the eels around? Is this the one where they the, the team they bash by forty yep. out of uh, payback? Yeah, I think. I mean, surely the Knights can't win, right? You have you have to back Parramatta. The Knights really require a, a really quick start yeah, because I think if they could put a couple on, perhaps they put that you know loser mentality into Parramatta. Like, Parramatta oh, are paying a dollar thirty. Yeah, actually, that's that's better than bank interest. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Get on that. Yeah, if you put the house on that, yeah, then, the night, then the night's win and you just fucking kill yourself. <laughs> it's almost like you'd rather you'd rather not bet it. And if the Eels win, you go, well, yeah, yeah, I knew it. Yeah, I knew that's that. it. But if the Knights win, you just like, you can really get behind it. That is full time for episode 223. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Hit the like button, share shit around, do a solid, help spread the word. We have a review this week from Angry NRL Guy. I should say there's meant to be a review floating out there in the ether somewhere from Saguna. He swears he, he put one in, and, you know, can we check iTunes for his review? And it's, you know, Alas, not to be found. What country so, did he do it in? That's that's what I said. He was DMing me about it. And I said, look, you know, Fucking scroll down to the bottom of the iTunes thing and look for the flag in the bottom right corner or wherever it is and let us know which, which one it is because it must be the store thing. And it's like every now and then I'll go and look in the UK and the American ones yeah. and then you, dri- you you dig out these reviews. Like, you know, sometimes I'll go years and it'll be something from like 2012. Saguna, get out of fucking iTunes, Czechoslovakia, looking at your weird... Scat soap operas. Super, super fucking. (laughs) (laughs) 
shit out of you, fuck. Um, <laughs> um, but we got one from our angry NRL guy, who's um, somebody's alt Twitter account. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure whose it is. If you, if you know, let us know. Bring back Glenn, five stars. <laughs> they A-hold the best host to leave a manly, loving, egotist in charge. That's, that's fair. <laughs> Presiding over this new girl, Jay. A Westy moron with lots of ideas based on utter nothing. Glenn Blakely was the greatest thing about this pod with his weekly rants abusing every listener of the show. Jay is so desperate to get a few more Twitter followers, he spends half the episode stroking the D of every mother fudger in the world. Fire up, you polite pussies. Oh yeah, by the way, they're very entertaining. I'll never stop listening, nor should you. <laughs> i got to say, the review game this year has been fucking on point. Like... The best, the the best, you know, like thought into the reviews and like the funny shit in their own right, really. Uh, Super Coach Ram and Robbo actually Ooh. is, is taking the lead over NZ underscore Magpie fifty four. Uh, then we have got Bobbers, the Wendells, Pool Sharks, Fijian Eels, Silver Foxes, SFC, Diggers of Fortune, and Far Q all. Now I just I've just been reminded now, so I have to go to my phone. Got a message on Facey from uh, from Ram and Robbo. Uh, so I need to actually look that up and see what the uh, see what it was because it was um, relevant to this uh, the new uh, number one in the in the Supercoach group. Um, okay, message from Robbo. Oh yeah, the Rammers are back on top. Fuck you and your dog rooting roosters, Josh. Party at my Fritzel dungeon Saturday. No girls, they're okay, but there's nothing like the real thing. <laughs> and, uh, I, I could dump him in the shit for what he said afterwards, but I'll let I'll let the illusion stand. Tipping. David Kingston on top on 62, tied with Whitey, also 62. Fucking consistent there, old Whitey. And then we go back one point to 61 with Desi's Ducks, Norts and Dugs. Back another point to Bulldog, Wixie and Lemon. And another point back to JB, Andrew Baker and Tucker. Oh, sorry, no, he was 58. So there we go. So we've got a spread of four points from 1st to 10th now. So it's still fairly close. Um, also, uh, thank you for people who've, uh, who've sent... Uh, messages and everything about the rocks and diamonds podcast which is a new one i say it's new but there's like 10th episode this week so that's fucking flown but um thanks for getting around that and this week in mma as well it's good to see some tool nation guys poking up over there um you find both of those on itunes and uh yeah that's that's about all we've got time for um fuck knows we tried to get it under two hours <laughs> to shut you motherfuckers up the little the little two hour clan but we failed so you can you can have this one little bitches and uh yeah next week with only four games to recap (laughs) definitely (laughs) under two hours so i'll talk to you then see ya Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.